0: It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You love listen in public might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News Edition, Episode 158, Unconscious Bias. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Survivor News. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts reside. The Purple Pants Podcast is there. Hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars. And like always, with all of the Survivor News edition, you can follow along to this audio podcast on my YouTube channel bryce isaiah hit subscribe give this video a thumbs up and get to chatting in those youtube comments we appreciate it who listen this episode this episode this episode was definitely a powerful episode and of course your baby boys jack atkins from the circle season two wendell holland hgtv host and winner of ghost island season 38 are here to help me break it down we get into a lot of conversation um so yeah i just want to i want to get right into the episode just want to let you know with this episode it's a lot it can be emotional um so i just want to you know warn you that you know we are talking we're we're going there so if, if you tuned into this week's episode We are going there. So, without further ado, this is your Survivor News.
1: Survivor News. Survivor News. Survivor News. Survivor News. Survivor
0: News. Survivor News. News. And we are back this week with your Survivor News. It's a very deep conversation, so I am glad to be joined with Jack Atkins from The Circle Season 2. What's going on? What's up, Bryce? Happy to be here, as always. Glad to have you back. And Z, Season 36, Winners at War, which is Season 40, and HCTV. Which your house IQ, is it high or low? Oh, low. Which your house IQ, Jeez. is it, it's high it high or low? Or low? low. Okay. Okay. When I know was that one. Okay. You,
2: okay. For on those back. of you that don't know that, that's HGTV Smart Home 2022 in William, Wilmington, North Carolina. We're giving away a home. You can enter to win right now. Let's
0: go. Oh. Well, all right, guys. I'm glad to have you here. Um, listen, it's a lot. To be said, to be talked about, to unpack. So we're gonna take it away to the moderator that is Z Holland. Where are we starting
2: at? Well, we get back to camp after the Chanel vote out, and Romeo got three votes. He's kind of upset. And I'm gonna to try to move this along fast because we got the meat and potato potatoes at the end of the, the episode. <laughs> the, pati- the meat and potatoes oh. at the end of the episode. So I'm gonna we're gonna get through all of this relatively fast. Mm-hmm. But basically, um High High asks people if they voted for him, and he believes that Romeo voted for him. And Romeo's thing was, I just wanted to make High squirm a little bit and cause a little chaos, which clearly he did.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh it sucked to see my, you know, LGBTQ plus alliance kind of sort of fall apart. Uh I'm not mad at Romeo for doing what he needed to do because uh, essentially he was at the chopping block and I'm also not mad at High because, you know, Romeo voted for him, which seemed unprovoked in High's eyes, but I definitely see where Romeo was coming from. So it's kind of like, whew, the, the fight of the baby boys. Yeah. Yeah. I I
3: thought it was definitely spicy. Get, you know, coming into the merge, high and Romeo kind of had that instant connection. They had a very deep conversation. So, last episode in Romeo's shoes was kind of a surprise when high sort of started not going for him directly, but kind of leaving him out of the loop and, and kind of turning on him a little bit. So, I understand where Romeo's coming from, but it's definitely a good little bit of drama. And, you know, I always think there's some merit to for Romeo to throw a vote on high and kind of make a power player start to get a little paranoid. Um, Obviously, you don't want that to come back to you like it sort of did for Romeo, where High uh, figured out that he voted for him, essentially, but still, not bad. It caused a little bit of chaos when you're on on the bottom.
0: Right. Yeah. I felt like Romeo took a page out of Chanel's book when Mike was like, did you put a vote on me? And Chanel was like, no. And Romeo was like, no. And Survivor editor said, bloop, bloop, bloop. Hi.
2: (laughs) yeah that that was um that was interesting, so it's it's i I'd like to see where this high and Romeo thing goes um going forward now that they're kind of like now that they're beefing, but uh we get to the next day and we get this our our good old friend Roxroy decides he wants to go with this all guys alliance, and he starts talking, who do we have in this? Roxroy's talking to Mike and Jonathan. I think uh, High was pulled in at some point, and High says he wants to get Romeo next, um, but we get this confessional from Rocksworth saying that he's been busting his butt, and so have Mike and Jonathan, and they need to get something going with the guys. What do you guys think of an all-guys alliance? I mean, honestly, as a viewer, I
0: can understand, you know, we in Survivor history, you know, I think of Parv with the Black Widow Alliance, and so I, I can understand it. But I also my thing to to Roxroy is like, baby boy, read the room. You are saying in all male alliance, and you have two gay men. Who it is clear that your perception of the tribes, you don't have a great read because. You know, I think Romeo said it best when Roxroy was bringing this to his attention, saying like, listen, this is what we're going to do. It's the All Guys Alliance. You're in. Goodbye. And Romeo was like, the only time Roxroy talked to me is when he is telling me this and no other strategic plan conversation have we had, and you know we know Hi, high is cool with drea, Hi has like you know his hands all over the place, and the same with Omar is that Omar is in everybody's pocket, so it's just like for roxroy to make this uh proclamation that it's a a boys' alliance, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it clearly to me is showing that you do not have your pulse on the beat. Or your
2: beat of the pulse of the heart. Your your finger on the pulse
0: of the game. Your finger on the pulse of the game. And it's just like, and again, I would say to anybody that's going to play Survivor, if you are trying to persuade someone, you don't, window. this is what we're doing. It's all boys and lions, done. Mm. Like, uh, like, it it, it ain't no room for conversation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was this is definitely kind of the first time we see Roxroy kicking things into strategic gear which I mean, props to him he's starting to sort of play the game but he's playing uh, he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers um, but no I don't, I don't mind where his head is at you know these are the guys he wants to work with he feels like you know sometimes when you have these big guys like a Mike and a Jonathan you want those shields in the game for you and that's not a bad strategy but the way to go about it I don't think especially with you know, a hire and Omar, who's not going to want to bro down to the very end. Like, you don't, if you haven't talked much strategy with them, you got to start building those individual bonds and then maybe make an alliance with that group and don't really label it a big, a bros alliance. But to just, you know, to go to these people for the first time and be like, it's the guys to the end. Like there's no, you got to put yourself in their shoes. And like, why would a Romeo want to go to the end with a Jonathan and a Mike? Like it doesn't, it's it's not going to work. You need to, put a little bit more work into this plan for if you're boy.
2: And we got some, some funny confessionals when Omer basically said like, are you insane rocks? You haven't talked to me. And then high says like, I'm not going to be part of the misogyny club. Yeah. So yeah. They know what it is. Um, then we get a commercial and you know, Our note-taking is so thorough here that I take notes on all the commercials. We have a consumer cellular commercial. We have a com app commercial. And just to make things very quick, I'm just going to say we had an all-state commercial where you could save up to 25% when you bundle the home and auto policies. So for those of you that might be listening for the first time, yes, we are very thorough with our note-taking. Do we have a
3: commercial of the week? Should we start dropping that in there? No, Jack. Jack. I like that. We should have a
2: commercial of the week. Jack. Jack rocks. <laughs> so out of the com app, the consumer cellular and the all state, what do you guys think would be the commercial of the week? For, I'm going to the, the only comment. one who watches
3: the, com- I was with my aunties and they were skipping through the commercial. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> you know? All right. Well, I will do a commercial for our party that is coming up in New York. We're doing karaoke on Tuesday to kick off the Rhap live event. That is Wednesday night. So Bryce and I, are doing karaoke. We have a bunch of our our friends that are going to be there. Rob Sesterino is going to be there along with some other special wow. guests. Who do we have? Bryce, who do we have? We've got Brooke
0: Camhi, we've got Tiffany from season 41, we've got Eliza, we've got uh Lulu and Lala, okay? We got Jay from Amazing Race in Love Island. We've got Cashay from Love Island. We've got Brian Ferguson. Okay. And we've got Brian C from Survivor. And listen, we got got Evie if I did not say Evie. So, and listen, also some more surprise guests. So make sure you get your tickets now. They are available in the link in the Bryce and Wynn present Instagram biography. That's my commercial of the week.
2: Thank you. I know that's right. So off the commercials, we get right into this water challenge. It is basically a triangle floating on the water, and you kind of have to balance on that. And as soon as everyone is up on the triangle, they are off of the triangle. <laughs> this <It> was, thing, <laughs> what you got, Jack?
3: I was. I was it's kind of fun, because if you think about it, we basically watched the challenge in real time. Like, there was no yeah. editing, like, really. It's just it's like a two-minute challenge, so it's kind of fun. But it sucks, yeah. And it, it was...
2: It was in two tribes kind of they, they split it up with the blue side and the orange side, which is important because that's going to inform how things go in the future of this uh, of this episode. But Jeff announced that there will be two tribals, two immunities, two winners, and, and. but the, the one person who stays on the longest, they get to have this beef kebab reward with their tribe. And they also get to go to tribal second, which is very important, especially tonight. So, can I ask you guys a question? What are, what are your thoughts? Cause you know,
0: Jack, I never make the merge. So, I don't know yeah, what they did this challenge in like. your season, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Tony, Tony got a quote it, when yeah, he was but... going off. He said, like, good luck, Woo. And
0: said, okay. Well, listen, I, I was in Thailand okay riding elephants during this portion of it so i don't know but i am curious to know like as survivor fans what are your thoughts when you make the merge and they break these immunity challenges up into two like what's your thoughts on that? that's what i was
3: thinking yeah no i was i was gonna ask the same thing so i'm glad you brought it up uh great minds think alike (laughs) yeah good good job (laughs) brace um and they did this last season too and they've done this a, a couple other seasons in recent memory i feel like it's not It's not every season. It hasn't really been every season, has it? It's been like here and there, but um, I don't, I don't love it. Um, I don't, I don't, it, it does make for a solid episode, like an action packed episode. But to be honest, part of the reason I don't love it in a way is because they're, because they do this double tribal, we're in a way we're losing an episode. You know, it kind of accelerates the game and we're missing out on some of that end game gameplay. And when you're, you know, randomly mixed into a tribe of five, it, it could easily kind of screw you over, I feel like. And sometimes you might be in a great position in the game and all of a sudden you end up somehow on a tribe with all of your enemies and now you don't have your allies. And obviously you have to adapt and that's the game of Survivor, but it's just kind of, I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't leave a lot of room to maneuver if you, if you kind of get screwed over. And I do think, you know, for now is if there's ever time to win immunity, it's right now because now you're in a group of five, having that power gives you like a little bit of extra safety because in a group of ten, you can hide a little bit more in a group of five, having that immunity allows you so much wiggle room like you like for Jonathan, for example, he really misplayed it, but being immune basically allowed him the opportunity to kind of drive the boat and it's, you know those challenges at final ten if you win this one immunity, you get a fast pass to the final eight, so it's like almost like a double so. There's a lot of layers at play, but um, I don't love the twist just because I'd i rather just have a normal tribal, honestly.
2: I'll take the other side of the argument and just say that as a viewer, I think around this time, post-merge, you can find a big alliance and they could steamroll through everybody. Or if you find a way to mix things up, like in this case, by having two, two tribals, then there's a possibility that these people on the bottom can can slither the, their way and break up that alliance and also you're right Jack it does get rid of us having two tribe two episodes which could just be two predictable boring episodes of a big alliance just knocking down a uh, like a you know it's, two people it, d- it depends
3: on the season right like some t- sometimes these twists like this work great and really spice up the season and sometimes they can just sort of amplify the, the majority's power so Right. I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't mind it. Like I've never seen when, when they announced this twist. I'm not like I'm not sitting there with my aunts. Like I'm going home. Sc- screw this episode. I don't want to watch. I'm this. not watching so,
2: Survivor anymore.
3: Yeah. Of all, the, uh,
0: <laughs> of all what, what twists, are your aunts' names, Jack? Uh, Janet and Dolly. Shout so out you, to them. Aunt Janet and Aunt Dolly. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well. Um in this challenge, like I said, everyone was just done within a minute or two. And I think the last two were high on one side and Jonathan on the other side. And they were, you know, they were doing a a good job. Minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes in. (laughs) Maintaining their balance. The water was rough. Ultimately, high goes off first and then Jonathan goes off second with Almost like a backflip or some kind of a Jonathan maneuver. Mm, and oh, he yeah. ends up winning this challenge.
0: I just like to it's say, I was doing this challenge. I feel like I may have been in that position a time or two. So I feel like I would have been able to, you know, rock the rock, rock, boat, the, work the middle, work <laughs> the middle.
1: <laughs> if Bryce's platform
3: is yeah. rocking, don't come and knock <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bryce okay. is the triangle. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Listen. Wow, yes. So um we also get a Mike confessional at the end of that uh saying that, you know, we have the numbers, it's gonna be easy, Romeo's out of there. His tribe, his side I guess will be Mike, Rox Roy, Omer. Who else? All the guys. I. All the Hi, guys yeah, just, just like well, Roxanne well, wanted. Well,
0: and right. Be be careful what you wish for, Rox.
2: Yeah. Right. So you,
0: you wanted a guy's alliance. I mean, first of all, you know, I want a guy's alliance too. But hey. I
2: think my alliance is a little different.
0: Oh. But um, yeah, be careful what you wish for. You uh, you won an alliance, and now your alliance is here. But the only problem is somebody has to go home, yeah. right. Right. and yeah again i i keep thinking about we're talking kagiyan and i think uh, when we get back to camp the way rocks and uh might handle it just again reminded me very much of like garrett from my season kagiyan like not much to talk about here like we already know what's done we're good like um Yeah, Uh, and I love the
3: way Romeo described that tribal, which which was such a good way to like play into Roxbury's idea that he's going to be safe and that there's something They're just like, yeah, got back to camp. Everyone gave each other a little head nod. We're good. And and like, Roxbury's got this goggles on. He's like, no, that's that's what he did. (laughs) That's what I want. He's like, thank you, Romeo, for not even (laughs) trying to (laughs) you. You're going home. Yeah, Yeah. we. um, I I gotta ask. and this is something you know playing my campus survivor currently that i've been thinking about hey. you know, when when you go into sort of a tribe like that or just a tribe in general and you sort of have a clear-cut target at this point like a romeo how do you as both of you having played like how do you avoid that paranoia and really execute the plan because i feel like you know it, as soon as that tribe's divided everyone's probably thinking romeo and so you get back obviously romeo is going to start strategizing how do you how do you not jump to, like, getting up all paranoid and trying to make a new move? Like, how do you stick to, like, the simple plan? Is there,
0: is there do you have any insight on that? Or is it, is it, like, hard to? I Well, I think Boston Rob would just sit everybody down and, you know, not let them move. Um, but again, I, I feel like what I do love about something like this is that, again, Romeo is the... Easily identified target. But honestly, I feel like he has the best position because it's like if there is any cracks in this alliance, now would be the time to expose them. Mm-hmm. And again, for me, it's like I just wonder, like how much of their hand on the post does Mike and Roxroy really have to not suspect baby boy O. That, you know, like he has moved the needle time and time and time again. Mm. And so for me, if I am Rox or I am Mike, the first person that I am going to and like uh, is, oh, and I feel like and y'all tell me if this is crazy. If I am Rox and I am Mike, I'm going to say Wendell and Jack, Wendell, Mike, Jack is Rox. We have to be with O for the remainder of the day, so we will take t- like I'm going Boston Rob type style.
2: We taking mm-hmm. turns with him, like we like I, I'm not leaving his side. You said I get to be rocks. You're rocks. I'm Mike, but also I think last <laughs> week we asked the alliance name between Rocks Roy and Mike what that would be, and I and think the, 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 the viewers said, was, "Listen, my the best one I heard was Rock the Mike." <laughs> so we're the Jack you and I are the rock the Mike alliance right now and I'm I'm Mike head nod <laughs> let's go <laughs> head nod. so you're going to speak in head nods and I'm going to say I need to speak with a Hoboken accent sounds
3: good Mike I love you <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to speak you're my guy guys alliance
0: <laughs> you, yeah, said we I gotta, my...
3: you said Bryce you said we should hang out with Omar I love him he's he's a bro I love Omar <laughs> He's a bro. <laughs> we can have it all, guys. Alliance
2: right to the end.
3: You, you guys want to play some fantasy football together this year? <laughs> That's what it felt like. Roxford was trying to set up. He, he's like, he's like, he's like. I feel like I'm about to go home, so I got to at least leave with a fantasy football squad for this year. <laughs> let me let me go reach out to the fellas. Um, no, if you're where? Wait, where? Wait, wait, oh, here's the thing. The, and I think there's a lot of elements at play and, and the people I don't want to simplify people's games but I think it is a few people in this tribe it's easy to sort of simplify their game if I'm a, if I'm playing like Roxroys the thing about Roxroy is he's not like he's not super strategic and so he's laid his game plan out to all the guys like as far as we know he is loyal to the guys but because he's not talking and like checking in and kind of doing all the survivory strategy stuff I feel like the people he views as his closest allies don't even realize that like they're his closest allies. So he's just kind of an enigma. And so he he becomes like disposable. And then I think Mike is just kind of like the, the, the boosted version of Roxroy. Like I love the way Mike's playing the game. And it's so refreshing because Mike is like a straight shooter. He's loyal. Like you could tell that Mike is loyal to you, but at the same time, Mike is thinking about the game. So he's thinking about moves that could be made and how, in the repercussions and the externalities of these moves. And if you're his ally, he's going to lay those out to you and give him you his opinion. But at the same time, he's going to be like, but you know, whatever you think is the move, like I'll go with that. And I think that's the best kind of ally if you're playing the game. Someone you can have an open strategic discussion with weigh out all the variables and then who's flexible enough to come to the conclusion that you make, if they feel like it's the right one and, Mike has shown the ability to do that, and that's why his name's never even been brought up, whereas Roxroy has not been able to do that. He's a little bit more um, stubborn in his his ways.
0: I agree with that assessment uh, with Mike. The only, I feel like the only downfall for Mike is that if he has a target on you, and you are (laughs) in his alliance, and you are saying, like, we need to get Wendell out, but I'm saying no, we need to get Malika out you know like you know Mike is like no Malika we can't get Malika she would have voted but like you know what I mean like he like his un, like he doesn't waver well and so that's my only downfall like my yeah. only downfall that I see of Mike is that sometimes okay like we could get Wendell out and we get my person next so that's but, the only thing that no, I would
3: I, I know where you're coming from because when they when High went to him he kind of immediately just shut it down But ultimately, we see that he was willing to make that move. True, true. And like, of course, the way he sort of shut it down quickly was maybe not ideal. But like I said, I do appreciate the fact that if I'm Mike's ally, I know that if I go to him with an idea, he's going to keep it a buck with me. Like he's not going to agree with me and then be like, all right, now we need to go get Jack out. He's going to be like, no, I don't think that's the move. And maybe he doesn't vote with you. and, And at least, you know, where his head's at. But I mean, like we see here, he was. Convinced to to vote, um, with with high and the rest of the guys. So I know what you're saying. Like he, he did, shut it down super fast, which when you're strategizing isn't always great. But like I'd rather have someone laying out all their cards to me, whether that, that goes with my plan or not, than to just like I don't want you don't want a yes man on Survivor who's just going to agree with everything you say because you don't know where they're actually at.
2: And one of Mike's quote was, "Roxbury isn't a hard vote for me, but I gave him my word." That is that's basically Mike's game. It's like, I'm willing to do these things, but I'm a loyal guy. And but, ultimately, go ahead. But what happens to loyal people in Survivor? It depends on the season. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I
0: I get it, like, and mind you, again, I love Mike. I ain't, I'm just saying that like sometimes being loyal ain't always the best game plan. Sometimes you gotta make but, you, you gotta, you know.
3: But with that being said, like, I think Mike. the the perception the other players have of him is that he's super loyal. But at the same time, we see him make this move and we see him vote out Lydia, who he was loyal to. Like, I I think he's got such a good balance where he's managing the way he's being perceived so well, but still willing to make those moves. But I mean, he's not like a flawless player, but I, I really like the way, and it's so different. I feel like from what we've seen a lot recently and as an older guy, you know, a lot of times we get the Roxroy, who's a little bit more, very straightforward strategy Mike's got a little bit more yes. nuance to his game
0: now I, I also think though like just thinking about uh, Mike is like maybe he's playing a more sophisticated game that I'm giving him credit for because like as you were just talking what I was thinking about has like for the most part other than like Chanel Mike has been on the right side of the votes and is that could that be an end game was he on the right he was in on the show vote I was just saying the one time that he put Chanel and Chanel put his name down. But I'm oh. just saying, like, is could that be an end game for Mike that like if you like, you know, if somebody's out there, like, well, listen, I had to I had to vote with everybody. Like, you know, I don't know, but I just noticed that. Like, he's he's been on the right side of the votes for the most part.
3: Yeah, no, I think he's been crushing it. And also, I think Mike was right about this vote. I think they should have voted out Romeo. And I'm glad Romeo stayed because he's more entertaining in my eyes, but like a like They're i most said entertaining Ro- in your Ro- own way <laughs> yeah <laughs> rocksway people people are viewing rocksway as semi dispensable because the way he's handling his strategy is not very complex like he's not his social game is lacking but if you really look at it if if is the one coming up to you if i'm in the game i'm, I'm and i'm i'm not i might not be super close with rocksway but if he's coming up to me he's like gotta go guys alliance like let's build a shelter let's get some food guys alliance I'm like okay Roxbury wants to work with me like I don't think he's going over to Marianne and Lindsay strategizing with them so that's a person you know that's in your corner and I, mean,
0: is it, you know, like, I question that though Jack I don't think that you're looking at it like you're at the bottom you've never talked to, like any game with him and then all of a sudden he's coming up well, and that, saying, like, that's why, I think, do? that's
3: why I think that's why I think that, that's the knock against him like obviously you're not going to trust him maximally but if you look at it like obviously in the game in the moment you're not even close with rock story so you're like okay we can vote him out but it's like where's our where are his strategic intentions obviously it's easier as we're viewing the show but it's like he's a straightforward dude he's a he's a number for the guys and wants shields like me around or if i'm if i'm you know mike or high and i i need some shields like i feel like i'm playing a good game um and you
4: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: like flexibility in the game, but the day, the day before you're yelling at Romeo for voting you, like, why do you still want him in? I don't like, why are you convincing Mike to keep the person that is your only clear adversary in the game? It makes no sense to me. Like I, I really think high, I think this move was only good for Omar and that's why he deserves so much credit for pulling it off and pulling off the move to save Jonathan at the merge. Like Omar is, that's, I think that's the sign of a good, like a great player is convincing people to do things that go against their best interest without even seeming like you're persuading them. Like he got high to convince Mike. to do his. But I also feel like
0: if, you know, okay, so rocks is out, but say, you know, they want to continue this guy's alliance or the facade of the guy's alliance. I feel like it's in Romeo's best interest to get rocks out. And now, uh, high can step into that position and still be playing both sides of the game so i mean i i don't necessarily think it was like such a a bad decision uh for high necessarily uh, i mean i, I mean only I, I, wendell, time will what,
2: tell.
3: yeah only exactly only time will tell we don't know, have all the information like we're not in the game but what i mean wendell what do you think like it's definitely there's definitely a lot of elements to it
2: yeah, I was uh, I was writing a list down of the players that are going to be remaining after this uh, episode to ask you guys a question. So I wasn't exactly fully listening to what y'all were just saying.
3: Oh, okay. uh, uh, basically, like you know, if you're mean? in, I guess, like a high. High was the swing vote, right? Yeah. Wh- who do you think should go home? Like, are, would you rather target a Roxroy or Romeo. Romeo?
2: If I'm high, I'm voting out Romeo and also, like, looking for looking forward. I know that there's there's going to be a lot. I think things are going to be very shaken up next episode because of what happened in this second tribal. So like, a lot of people can Mm. you know. I I think that
3: reposition themselves. Yeah, there there will
2: be a lot of repositioning. But man, you got Romeo still in the game. He and High, like he wrote High's name down the night before. So yeah, I I don't think it was a good move for High at all. High is a great player, Mm -hmm. but I think people are going to see how great he is, especially like there are just so there are a lot of great players in this game and high has done a lot of things. So, yeah, I I don't think that was the best move for him.
3: I do have to. I would wager, though, that at some point between the, you know, the the returning from tribal and then breaking into this tribe that high and Romeo had some sort of conversation where they sort of mended the fences a little bit because clearly at this point like High and Romeo do not have as much like visible tension they're as not. they did yeah. before so yeah. I don't know and then clearly High I'm sure feels more connected to like the, to, to a Romeo and probably has more care just in general for like a Romeo than a Roxroy like they had their yeah. they had their differences but I feel like at the same time they can acknowledge sort of you know like they discussed at the merge that they, they're, they're very they're on kind of a similar mission in the game and they have a kind of a mutual understanding so
2: agreed All right, let's jump over to the other camp this is Lindsay Jonathan, Marianne, Drea and Tori this is where things start to happen yeah they come home they're eating good they have their uh, their beef shish kebabs and uh, we get a Jonathan confessional when we got split into two groups this was good for me I had to put my ego aside beforehand. <laughs> and but now it's like time for him to do something, I guess. Mm. He wants to shake the, he wants to make moves now. Mm. Jonathan goes. A bad episode for Jonathan. Ugh, this was a bad episode for mm. that guy. Yeah. Bryce is Bryce's uh, boo. Mm, 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 X. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, that's your X?
0: Uh, we give an X on the beach. Oh, okay. We oh, just give an X on the beach. What? Bryce is get, like, I'd still show up to X on the Beach with Darby. I mean, now. I would. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would show up. Okay, I would show up. Uh, but it's definitely giving X, and it's definitely giving, for me, I will be turning my comments off.
1: Mm. Mm. So you,
0: mm. you are not the immunity necklace this week? I am not. Okay, I am Ooh. not. Okay, wow. All right. we'll I
2: can tell you that. what I might be, but oh. Bryce, keep it cute today. Oh. Keep it cute. All right, so Jonathan's ready to make moves. This Mm. man is ready to go. Mm. He goes to Marianne. He says, we're going to get rid of Drea's immunity idol, Mm. and we're going to do it with Lindsay. Mm. And we're going to tell Drea Mm. that you, Marianne, are the decoy vote. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. We need to do it now. You understand me? Oh, and I didn't like how he was talking to her. I didn't like how he was talking to her either,
0: but that didn't really bother me. The first thing that when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay. And this is just me. From my perspective is I've watched enough Survivor to know that if Jack and I, you know, like, Jack, we're going to get Wendell out, so we're voting Wendell out, but... I'm going to say it's you. Tell me on what season of Survivor has that person that is Jack have ever been like, okay, like that, that great idea. They always find an issue with that. So like, I just, for me, I just, one, I'm like, okay, that just don't make sense. And then two, I'm going to just say it. The two black girls, (laughs) that's where we going, Jonathan. Like the two black women, you want to say both both their names? And Go ahead. I'm just saying, like, you, we know you should know that Drea has beef with Tory. So why uh, mm-hmm. Marianne and not Tory?
3: Yeah. And you're like, like the- yeah, it's it, you know you're on the nose. Like it just it, it, Omar needs to come get his man's. Like <laughs> <point> <laughs> it, it just shows that. And I I like Jonathan a lot, and we could get into. I know he might be X this week, but I I do think he, we, we can discuss this as we go forward, but strategically I mean, I speak...
2: What you got, Jack? Huh? What's what? What bad got? week
3: for Jonathan strategically and and elsewhere, but I, I do think it's a sort of thing where I don't agree with some of the things he said, but I do think, as a dude from Alabama, it's clear that I think he's trying to learn and that he cares a lot about uh, all these people. Uh, now, I'm not,
2: let's, I'm, let's, I'm let's, not saying it. his
3: mindset was was good on a lot of these things and we'll get into this more as we get to tribal but I uh-huh. do think you, you you can't really question that he cares about these people and that I think a lot of his miss like he's clearly not very smart. So the way he said expressed his feelings was not very well articulated, it was not very well informed, it was not very knowledgeable on these issues, but I I do think part of the reason he jumped to these sort of incorrect conclusions was because he cares so much about, you know, Adrea that he misinterpreted the things she was saying and was hurt by that. And the way he expressed that was not good, but I I don't think it came came from a place of malicious intent. And it's like, is it ignorance? It's ignorance. And, (laughs) you know, coming from Alabama, not, not a very smart guy. It doesn't excuse the things he's saying, but it kind of puts them into context. So I do feel like he has a desire to, you know, be better is, is kind of what I get from him. So, That doesn't excuse ignorance in the presence, but I think it. it, It's you don't want to. It's a
2: a way to explain it, Jack. I hear you, and we'll get we'll get more to it. Yeah, but yeah, but as
3: far as his gameplay goes, I think this whole his whole time on this island in this group shows how completely kind of unaware of people's position in the game that he is. Like he doesn't realize that Dre and Tori have beef. Him saying Marianne's name doesn't to Drea doesn't really even make sense because he's working with Marianne. So it's like it's kind of suspect. Um obviously and. him going to Marianne and telling her that, like Bryce said, never, never works. Um and he, like the way he talked to Lindsay. Lindsay was on the dot with all of her her reads of this tribe, and he kind of shut her down, which was also that was that was definitely bad, dude. That was just like pretty blatantly misogynistic. Like No, it definitely was rough. Um, And he really blew up his game this week, I think.
4: And he's understanding that there's a lot more relationships that he's not aware of. It's not that I trust her. I'm saying we need a backup plan. You're not listening. You get it really worked out, but it's hard to communicate with you when you go a million miles a minute. I don't think she's going to play her idol. I think she's just going
1: to go home.
3: Being the only man. Yeah, Lindsay's reads this week. um, I wish she had more screen time because clearly she's got a great awareness of the game, and Jonathan does not. And at I, I, like at this point, it's like, how could he have done worse this week? Really,
2: yeah. So he um and and we'll get to a lot of that. Yeah, he, one of his things he went to Drea and said, "We're getting out. Mar- we're going for Marianne to flush an idol." He went to an idol holder and said that the reason why we're going for this yeah. other oh, person mm-hmm. who was just on a tribe with him, yeah, for however many days, is because she has an idol. Makes no sense. Red flag. Um. Then, like we just saw, he went to Lindsay and he was talking at her. And then he pulled the old switcheroo and let Lindsay know that she was getting all worked up and Mm. not listening to him. Mm. And if you ask me, I think it was the other way around, but I've seen a lot of people do things like that where they exactly what they're doing is exactly what. They are putting on somebody else. Yeah. Project.
3: And honestly, um, in the moment watching that clip too, like Lindsay's ability, like I'm sure she was aware of the fact that this, she was, you know, her awareness of the game was great. She was being talked at. So the fact that Jonathan had a little man meltdown and she was like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry, like pretty genuine about it. It's like, not a lot of people in that moment would have the ability to just like, Kiss, like build, boost Jonathan's ego. Like, if that For was me, 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 you know, he's
0: talking at me. I'm gonna be like, dude, like you're you don't you don't know what's going on. Like, stop. I, I telling, wonder you know. what your I wonder what that conversation would have been like. Because I have a uh, suspicion that if you were having that conversation with him, I don't know if whether or not uh, you know you would have met that side of Jonathan. For me, what I find so jarring about that mm-hmm. conversation is that Lindsay. It's one thing if. Wendell and I are arguing. That's every day. We're going back and forth. We have a different point of view. (laughs) But it's another thing if when Wendell is saying something and I am actually like supporting and trying to give you the best Mm -hmm. idea to help your idea go through. And for me, what was so jarring was that he was not comprehending it. And for me, I I like, and again, I was not there, so I don't know, but it, it seemed like his way or the highway and it's just like how can you play the game of survivor like this like like she's with you she's saying like i i like let me help you make this plan better i still want to get the person that you want out but let's split the votes up a little bit because if she plays her idol then you know, 100%. Marianne's gonna go home, and we're gonna lose an extra vote, so, like, let's just, like, and the fact the, that he couldn't even hear that.
3: The moment that she told him, like, well, if she plays her idol, you know, Marianne goes home, you could just see him sitting there in his gears, you could see the gears turning, he's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And like, if you didn't even think of that, obviously, Marianne could kind of counterplay her idol, but it's like, it, if he, if Either his gears
2: that were turning that, or his gears weren't turning. Well,
3: they were trying to, he was trying to start them up. Like he needed rocks Roxbury to come in there, open the hatch and turn the key. But no. And the, my thing too, is like beyond all of that, like obviously the way he spoke to her was not like excusable, but even from a gameplay standpoint, the, the importance of listening, I feel like in survivor, especially in an instance like this is so key because Lindsay whether she's right or wrong is giving you her entire read on this tribe and of this game Mm. almost. So listen, collect the information because when you're making decisions, you want to maximize the information you have. So whatever anyone's telling you, whether it's right or wrong or whatever, like you're still adding information to your mental register of the game. That's going to help you make better decisions. So someone saying something about the game, which in this instance is completely accurate to be like, no, 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 no. Like, you're not only communicating poorly, but you're just losing out on inf- information, which it's just like,
0: cl- clearly. It's not a good strategy. No, it's... it's. Uh, and- not a good strategy at all. And again, for me, I just go back to thinking the Rox Roy conversation and the the Jonathan that we get with the Rox Roy conversation. Jonathan talking to Mike. You know, I just for me, it's just a very telltale sign of mm. like, I mean, do do you re- like? I don't know. I just for me, what I get is like, do you respect a woman's opinion?
3: Yeah, mm. definitely some some embedded misogyny there. Mm. Um,
2: so. Yeah. Towards the end of this uh, this segment, we get this uh, Jonathan confessional where he says, most people who get immunity, relax. Mm-hmm. This is my time to go hard in the paint. And there's a big move that is going to be made tonight, and I'm going to orchestrate it. I've been waiting for this moment, and I'm going to love every minute of it. When we got that, I was like... <laughs> And after seeing how he was just, you know, (laughs) speaking to people, I was like, man, something is going to happen tonight. And this is them teeing him up for something.
0: And if that wasn't more of an indication at that point, I feel like we were just 15 minutes into the
2: episode. Okay. The timestamp was an indication also. So then we get another uh, commercial break. And the first commercial is, oh, Tesla for better skin. And what when I think about this particular commercial, Bryce, <laughs> tell us what, let us know. Well, I was I heard about all of the side effects. Okay. Oh. Ooh. They said it causes nausea. Oh. Vomiting. Oh. Upper respiratory infection. Jesus. Headache. Oh. And depression. Oh my God! But it's your skin clear? Okay, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. You got you got to weigh your options, right? Wait, my skin is clear, but listen, I got diarrhea. I gotta go. (laughs) You in the bathroom the whole time? You can't even show (laughs) off your beautiful skin.
3: My skin looks good, but I have not left my room for two
2: months. (laughs) Uh, Just take my word for it, though. (laughs) It works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I will also give a little commercial mm -hmm. for. The Bryson one L A party. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going out. I'm going, you know, a little out of order, and Bryce might not love it. But we're throwing a finale with Lauren oh. Ashley Beck in. Lauren Ashley. Lauren Ashley Beck, the one and only. We're gonna have a lot. Like, there's gonna be so many reality people in the building. We're uh, we're just gonna we're gonna go hard for this finale in L A. at Busby's West. And that's my
3: that's like my favorite bar in L A. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it was right near where I was living over the summer. I was, I was there was a there was a time where I was there probably two or three times a week. Oh my God, Jack! Hey, it was we like three Peggy, I'm trip.
0: Peggy. <laughs> uh,
3: but it was there, right there. No, um, and honestly, little we could talk about this more off off camera, but I'm, I might be I might be able to. I'm I'm hoping I realize. So I, I was supposed to. This is this is the week before my finals week, and my finals week I'm trying to bump up some of the finals, but um, not to give the people too much academic information. But, <laughs> um, what? So one of my finals is just a project, so you know that's a that's a remote little vibe. Then weird? I got some. Then I got some Spanish can take care of that pretty easy. Deal, and then deal. I was supposed to have a final in money and banking, but listen to this: seniors Dang. like myself can forego the final for oh. an automatic C on the final. Uh. So I'm like. And then, you know, I just got past the class. So I'm like, I, I could do that and maybe potentially come out to LA. Oh, so,
2: ah, I'm well, so. Jack, let me tell you this, right? Please lay it oh, on me. You know, Omar from Hearts of Reality, right? Oh, yeah. Omar is the man in charge of wrangling all these people and bringing them down for Hearts of Reality to raise money for Give Kids the World Village. Omar texted me, Bryce and Lauren and said, hey, let's do a giveaway to flights to L.A. and two VIP passes for the finale um, for the party. And he said, you like uh, that, Jack? For me? (laughs) I'm saying, you you can enter. Gotta have higher than this. Oh, (laughs) Oh, true. So the way people can enter is by donating to either Bryce's or my page or Lauren Ashley Beck's Hearts of Reality page. And you can donate a dollar, you can donate five, whatever you want to donate. But every dollar donated is one entry of your name. And so on around May 10th-ish, Omar's going to compile all of these entries, and he's going to pick one lucky winner to to receive two round-trip tickets and two VIP passes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, I mean the charity is great cause. Raise some that's a great way to raise some money and get yes. some more people out to I'm a what what's the page? See? I'm gonna sell some. Money Here's what right I'll now. say. Jack, do it right now. So I put my hearts of reality page in my bio on my Instagram. So you could oh. donate a dollar there if you want. You could donate to Bryce's price. Mm. Where's your hearts of reality link? Uh, It's on my Facebook uh, page. So, you know, listen,
0: with the aunties. So, listen, that's where it, that's where the, that link resides. But you can click the link in my bio or the Bryson Wynn present bio to get your tickets for LA. Cause we going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Cali. Hey. Hey, we going, 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 going. back, back, to Hey, butter, 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 Ponderiva, Ponderiva. Ooh, no. <laughs> Ponderiva. I got to
2: choose a coast, I got to choose the East. I live out there, oh. so I don't go there. Oh. But that don't mean I uh, can't rest in the West. See some <laughs> nice uh, in the West. And I'm not, I'm oh, not gonna no. give those lyrics. I can't give but I will, Whether I make it
3: or not, I will say that it's a great, it's a great venue too for anyone listening or watching. It's such a fun bar. They got an arcade in there. Oh Pool in there. They got a, a screening room there. They got karaoke, two different Did you say bars. A pool? Like they got pool like billiards pool. Oh, oh. Was about to you you in, in LA? You're not far from the beach. It, you know, oh. once the party ends, little skinny dip in oh. the Pacific. I don't know. Oh.
1: Jackery. Or,
3: or remained clothed. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh but it's it's it'll be fun. Uh, and I think I will be there regardless the the following week. So if you guys are
2: around. All right, yeah. I'm gonna be there. If anyone wants time. to hang out with me. <laughs> Uh, uh, stagnates <laughs> some me friends
3: uh, i'm lonely <laughs> bring the box. Uh, yeah that skin medicine has had me
2: on the, <laughs> the, <bath>. <laughs> the for two months so make sure if you guys want to enter the contest you can donate to my page Bryce's page or Lauren Ashley Beck's give uh, hearts of reality page to donate to give kids the world village or if you want to just come to the party go follow at Bryce and Wen presents mm. on instagram and the link is in the bio for that party.
0: Yes. Pull on up. So, whew, Let's get on into the
2: tribal. Let's get the party started right now. not walking through? through. Every time that I walk through, through. Bottle's on deck. On deck so you know you what? Know that- Come, come through. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be lit.
3: lit. Again, not the whole, the whole crew. Crew. Gee, I fell home always. I do know this one. I don't know the I don't know the word. I know it's I can name the artist though. Who's the artist? Uh, it's Bryce Isaiah. <laughs>
0: hey, yes. Listen, if you're listening, please go stream Bryce Isaiah get the party started on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever music is at. Bryce Isaiah get the party started. And listen screenshot it and uh, send it to me on the Insta or the Twitter let me know Ooh. you really rock it with your baby
2: boy because listen boy. The, the tribals are about to get started it's about to get started so the first tribal we are we walk in it looks very rainy we see Chanel on the jury Um, you got mm. high who has immunity you got Mike Roxroy Omar and Romeo true Yes. Chanel was Chanel
3: was stunting on the jury. I will say, yeah, very fly. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, we kind of broke down the the strategy of it. But
2: what? When any any memorable moments from this tribal specifically? Well, we get Rock saying, you know, today we're a bit more mellow. Mm-hmm. And I when I and heard nice. something like that, I'm like, all right, famous last words. Um, we're eating coconuts, not strat- not strategizing so much. Head nodding, you know. Some of us have an understanding of what's happening tonight. What's <laughs> your <laughs> so, what? You, what the, can you define us for me, sir? Yeah, me. Everyone <laughs> but him. <laughs> we, uh, Mike says, we didn't scatter today. We played it safe. Maybe everyone's just playing chicken. Mm. Romeo says it's an all male tribe. Everyone did the all male head nodding and grunting thing. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. But wait, Wendell, if all of the males uh, grunt,
2: how do I pick up the phone? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> That's I'm like, true. Bryce, say good morning to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> matter of fact, not true. Jack, bring, 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 yeah. bring. No, you got to pick up your phone. Um, bring, bring, bring. Is this a conference call or? No, it's just me and Bryce. What Hello. No, that's not how you answer your okay. phone, Bryce. You go,
0: Yeah. So, Jack, how do I answer the phone when I call you? I get more uh, energy. I So wait. Preference it. Um, how do I answer the call? How do I how do you receive me when it's eleven AM Eastern Standard Time?
3: I'm never up at that time <laughs> except for today. Are we talking like a, a a late night call or like? Or how do I
0: pick up on a late night call when I call you? Yeah.
3: So yeah, Bryce and I love to just do when we're like when I'm like hammered. I just FaceTime Bryce at like 4 a.m. and we just shoot the shit. But it, it'll be like bring bring. Or, <laughs> let's do the thing, Bryce. Do the thing. Which is it's a FaceTime though. It's
1: a FaceTime. I, don't,
3: I don't know what Brett what when and Bryce are doing, but Damn. Bryce Bryce will hit me like. Bitch, why is you why is you still up? It's six a.m. And I'm like, Bryce is five a.m. central. He's like, I don't know how time zones work, bitch. It's six a.m. Go to sleep. Christine, not gonna like this.
0: Okay, that's very and then yeah. and I'm So like, Bryce, okay.
3: Okay. When's okay. getting this jealous muffled? This Sorry. explains
2: a lot to me because you call him at 6 a.m., five a.m. central. Yeah. And then when he calls or when I call him and say 8 a.m. Eastern Standard, he gives me the.
0: Yeah. So that's not true. And also for anybody that's listening, first of all, <laughs> I'm the one that would normally call Wendell at like 730 and Wendell's laying in bed with his breast out. Like, cover yourself, sir. What What do you want?
2: You, you yeah. sleep with like a shirt? You would want to call me. You intruded on me. What you mean? <laughs> Cover yourself, sir. You called me. with the? <laughs> as titty soon as down. the phone's ring, Wen has to
3: jump out of bed and get get a suit <laughs> on. No, Wait, like, do, do you sleep with a shirt on, Bryce? Do I? Yeah. Uh,
0: so, I mean sometimes because you're knocking
3: Wen for uh, for having no shirt What he's know, in de- bed. De- about de- Thank de- you, de- depending Jack.
0: who over, I might have some negligee on. The I negligee.
3: don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what. What is negligee? And
0: Christine with negligee. Oh,
3: God. Don't I do that. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. Kind of fun, but don't do that. Ah!
0: Whoa. Oh, That's my God. That's my mother. Christine listens to the podcast.
2: I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Christine I might go back eight. on spring break. Uh, <laughs> 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 Guys, this is a wow. serious pod. I don't know why you took it here. We, we. we
0: Oh, man. Jack was simply decadence okay <laughs> shout out to jack's mom
2: christine we love you sorry christine i was just joking were you no <laughs> like, okay jack, okay listen just jack. kidding jack jack i'm just kidding i'm just kidding
3: anyway so we're in <laughs> i already know she's gonna text you like great podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> great pod Ted, okay. that's my mom's boyfriend. Ted, get your woman's.
2: <laughs> so me. Latch the doors. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, oh, sorry. When right. the text message comes I'm through, I'm sorry, okay. Jack. So anyway, sorry. back to okay. the back to the episode. So basically, this tribal, they talk about the 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 men doing the men's thing all day and grunting and you know dismissing the fact that they have a big decision and then yeah. they get to
3: to vote. Question. Yes. <laughs> This could could be kind of rude, but do you think Roxroy's strategic gameplay would be better if he communicated solely via grunt? (laughs) Oh, he like looks Uh, at Romeo. He's like, "Mm -hmm." uh, and Jonathan's uh, like, "Mm and they're like, and then that's the final two right there. uh, uh, I think Jonathan's communications might be better too if he was.
0: Okay, (laughs) yes, Roxroy should teach that to Jonathan.
2: But ultimately, sorry, but yeah, ultimately, our boy Rox goes home in a unanimous vote, <clears throat> and not for nothing because it
0: clearly, uh, whenever, whenever Rox Roy would go home, I would imagine it probably would be a blindside to him. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say that I feel like I wasn't there, but I feel like he went out gracefully like you know like because mm. you know he said goodbye to everybody like he said good game and it didn't seem like negative like you know because if I'm going out I'm you know spicy spicy so spicy. even when I did go it's out no <laughs> spicy
3: ro- it's no spicy it's a coy rocks Roy
0: <laughs> right so I thought like you know for him to be uh, yeah Very for cool. him to go out it was but for me after Rox went out he joined with Chanel and I thought what was the most interesting which i feel like was the the okay the the prelude yeah the, the prelude oh oh, oh. Well, let's hear it or Let's hear cursor. i feel book. like the prelude to the rest of the 45 minutes of the episode that was headed that <laughs> yeah. way um was definitely this and if you are not make sure you are watching on the bryce isaiah youtube channel so you can see what we are watching
2: Everyone's walking in, seeing rocks. Rocks is sitting there. Everyone's Let reactions, big reactions. Trey is staring. Jonathan is in shock. Marianne looks shook. She might be I, cold also.
0: And also, when I rewatched this, I when and I just gave rocks that credit of how graceful he went out, but I mm. think rocks sitting there and seeing their faces i think the moment might have like not that like i don't think that he felt like i felt like he there was just some common understanding about their feelings and i feel like the fact that rox roy had been voted out i think hit him because he had no emotion and it wasn't until we saw these huge emotions from literally everybody walking in that you get to see a little bit more of a reaction from mm-hmm. Rocks. And for me, we haven't seen much of a reaction from Rocks. Like, you know, this whole season, and it's like, you know, because I, I had to watch this episode a couple of times. Um, but again, it was when they started walking in and giving Rocks that, like, look, oh my God, like, I can't believe it's you. Um, I think that. And he, he gave started him that. Processing. The head yeah, thing. he was yeah. like,
2: it and was, was the. That. It is. Sure. It was. That's what happened.
3: Yep. I will say, as much flack as I give rocks for, you know, being kind of an older guy, like, he still is, like, kind of cool as a cucumber, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, like, he, he does, he's got, like, a, a, a dad
2: swagger about him. He's, he's still a brother, youth, you know what I'm saying? He's still Where yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> People are looking at him, he's just like, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. like I mean, they got your boy. Mm-hmm. So I, I,
3: right. I will just, just got to show some love to rocks, but now that he's out, like, I, I do want to, I don't know right. if he's a posse member, but, you know, Some seasons I I talk about people
0: and it comes back.
1: So (laughs) they're going to see you one day. They're going to see you.
0: If you have not, make sure you check the recap episodes of season 41 on the purple pants podcast uh, to see what Jack is talking about. Also, Jack, if you were talking about a dag, dad swag, I said it once. I say it twice. Okay, uh, so if, if Wendy Z can talk about the queen that is Christine, we need to acknowledge Relax. the king that is when, Wendell when Senior. Senior. Ooh, okay, Listen. I don't know, <laughs> even know if
3: I could if I could fire back in this regard. But, <laughs> but Listen, shout, go ahead. Jay. Shout out to Wendell
0: Senior. Wend Wendell's dad is the smoothest. First of all, I begin flustered around him. Okay, you know he texted me the other day. Okay. Said, hey, Colin. Okay. He didn't even I, call him the right I, name. <laughs> he said, hey, Colin. And I just responded <laughs> back. Okay. Hey, Z- hey Zaddy. He <laughs> <back>. <laughs> but also, before we dive into this deep conversation, because I feel like laughter is the key mm. uh, to the heart. Uh, now, the one thing that is not smooth about Wendell Sr. Uh, is whoa. his text messages. Okay. You know, most people's text messages, do doom. Boom! So one day we're in Wendell's basement watching um one of his sh- one of his many shows on HGTV, and That's his right. whole family is there, and I happen to be—I don't know how it happened—but I happen to be sitting next to Wendell Senior. Um, and you know the course, whole Wendell's Wendell's basement is in the basement, and um, you know through the <laughs> commercials.
1: <laughs>
0: no way! Is it?
2: Believe it or not. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. y'all don't know. Don't do that. Uh, So we're sitting there and you know, we hear crack, 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 crack like a cricket sound. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, Wendell got a cricket in the basement. But he got like a lot of people like in the basement. Uh So like, I don't want to say nothing. And then you hear it again. And I look at Wendell and Wendell look at me and I'm like, I don't know, like what's going on? So then like the whole time and mind you, I'm sitting next to Wendell Dad. And Wendell Dad just sitting there. Wendell Dad got the Rocks Roy face on, like... And it wasn't until after the episode... Does he have rec specs? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh. Wendell Dad don't got no rec spec, no nothing. But then it wasn't until after the episode, we all going upstairs. Crick, 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 crick. Now Wendell Dad pulled his phone out of his pocket, and he's like, oh, cousin Reggie was texting me. <laughs> not like... Not... His dad got to cricket like an actual. <laughs> crick, 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 yeah, crick. and first of right. all, Wendell Senior, if you know you got crickets and you hear them through the episode, check your phone
2: or okay, silence I it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah that's yeah, like no. the worst
3: noise to have. You know, like in a like imagine you're at like a comedy show and you <laughs> it's like it's making cricket noises and I'm the I'm like am I doing that bad like <laughs> uh. and when when Senior's like Nah, it's just. Just Cousin Reggie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cousin Reggie. Well, let me tell you, if uh, you can't tell the the black father to change his like, yeah, I can't be like, yo, pop, um, change your ringtone. That's not going to go well for me. So I just let him and me and my sister were like his ringtone. His ringtone that's, is crickets. Like, that's what he does. As a really
3: like young man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I I do realize uh, it's kind of a funny little anecdote like with my some like you know when I was a youth you know your parents do something that's not the most hip you're like we gotta fix this but now they do stuff that's not hip and I'm just, I, I just let it go like my, both my parents think the term you know the term like out of pocket oh, no Christine does not say that <laughs> they think it means you something don't I have did. your phone <laughs> like my dad like, a couple of days ago, my dad was like, I'm on a company retreat at this ranch. Service is bad, so I may be out of pocket for a few days. And my mom has done the same thing. And i I like, I want to correct them. But I'm like, you know, we could just let this slide. <laughs> wow.
0: Not, bad. Listen, Purple Pants Posse, your mission, if you choose to accept it. Why you all my parents, bro? We need in those YouTube comments. Okay, your best out-of-pocket <laughs>
2: sentence utilizing Yeah, misuse it.
0: As well, best every as you time, can.
2: every time I'm on the island, I'm out of pocket.
0: Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well I, have, well, I was on the island, and I seemed to be in pockets. So, okay, I had my phone.
2: Yeah. Wow. So, I- yeah,
4: we are actuaries in a world filled with unpredictability.
2: So we have everyone with all of these super shocked reactions. And then Propes asks Drea, He he says, "What does uh what does this tell you seeing Roxbury over there? What does it tell you?" And Andrea's like trying to process it. She's like, "I don't know." Mm. And then she says, "You have to go back to the drawing board and see where you fit in." I see mm-hmm. two people over there that I didn't think I'd see so soon. And it changes your mindset. What she means is she sees two black faces over there, kind of like shunned, kind of ostracized. They can't speak, but she sees two people that look like her over there. And she knows that she was the target for tonight. So no matter what led to the two of them sitting there, because she doesn't know what just happened to make Roxroy go, She sees that and she knows that if she goes over there, she'll be the third. And I think I think that was a real shock to her system.
0: Yeah, I think it was a a shock to a lot of people's system. And I think, uh, you know, Marianne, before we dive into it, she, you know, had a lot to say uh, and I think she kind of sort of like kicks off the conversation. Roxwood goes out, that's another person. I write Freya's name out, that's three black people in a row. Okay? And Survivor isn't just about strategic cheat strategy, it's not.
4: Survivor is also about bringing the social world into a small thing. If I write Freya's name right now, that means that I'm part of a perpetuating problem. So it's like the same thing over and over again, again and again and again. Sorry. I can't do it. So, like, we can figure something else out. But I morally cannot write her
0: name down. That's So you have to figure something else yeah. out. I knew it was something- And so, I think that before we dive into this conversation, I think that it's important for us to just address a couple of things. I think that it's important for us to address that. I well, I, I'll speak for myself that I I do not think that uh in like. I do not think that Chanel's vote out was racially charged. I don't think Roxroy's vote out was racially charged. I like we've seen the episode, like you know, we just mm. talked an hour about like why I thought like it should be Rox Roy. However, I think that it's important for us to take into consideration, like, yes, this is a game. However, you come into the game with who you are outside. Like, you know, we've talked intersection, intersectionality. I come into the game as a gay black man, uh, black man, and, you know, not knowing what has happened for them to walk out there and to see two people of color on that bench is it's jarring. It is triggering. So I, I just want to just start off there because I think that a lot of people I've been on the Twitters, I've been on the Reddit and I've seen what a lot of people are saying and they're like, Oh, we are bringing race into this again. Well, uh, convenient for you to say, because we, I don't live in a world a day, a second that I am not aware that I am a gay black man. So nice of you all in Twitter land to like, even want to go there because it's like, you don't understand and i understand that you don't understand but understand that this is my experience this is Marianne's experience this is drea's experience i just kind of wanted to just start there
2: mhm yeah and also there will a lot of people have takeaways from this and depending on where you're from or what your bubble is you will have a different takeaway from this especially in a in what has become a country where being not politically correct is what's popular and cool and fun and, and being able to say whatever you feel, even if it's racial slurs and, and anti-Semitic things and xenophobic things in a, in a country where this stuff is so prevalent now it's, uh, and in a country where social media has, has allowed us to exist in all these bubbles, like the things that I see on a daily basis now shape and inform my viewpoint, whereas the the things that someone in maybe Alabama might, might be a little different. So mm-hmm. as they're watching it with, with their viewpoint, they might say, oh my goodness, I'm triggered right now because someone happened to mention race. And I might say, oh my goodness, I'm tr- triggered right now because if I was Drea and I walked in there, I would feel, I would feel the same way that she felt. So I think it's important to acknowledge that. There are, there are different opinions out there and I think a lot of it is based in the bubble that we all sit in but I think that trying to learn and, and understand a different perspective might help in this one and uh, I know it's like we're preaching to the choir here because the Purple Pants Posse is like you know the this this awesome diverse group of people yeah. that are very accepting you know mm. but I hope that we're able to in this discussion that we will have for the next however long half hour 45 minutes whatever I hope we'll be able to at least express our different viewpoints on on what is what how how we view exactly what happened because Twitter was ugly. Mm. Yeah. So so uh survivors Instagram the mm. comments ugly. Mm. And that's I I usually jump into those comments and and say something, but I was like, I don't. So you're need a different me. level. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah.
3: I I think my main takeaway from a lot of this, and just in terms of like you said, seeing other people's perspectives and and things like that, is people and not even in a in a p- people love to look at situations like this and like very black and white. And I don't mean that like in a racial way, just in terms of like simplifying things when in reality and Wendell, this is something I remember you kind of like a, a phrase you used even at, like a long time ago in one of the episodes is a lot of different things can be true here. You know, especially if you take into consideration everybody's perspective, like, like Bryce said, were Chanel and Roxbury's eliminations based on race. No, it doesn't seem like it, but at the same time, a, we have to acknowledge, you know, of course there's implicit biases that are occurring in a game. And then also You can't, like, like you guys said, if you're Drea and you come in and you see two black people on the jury. And then also, I think people are overlooking the fact that the only names they had heard were Marianne and Drea. And so, even if like, if you're Drea and you think you're safe, like the name you have is Marianne. Now, it, I don't think the way I interpreted what they were saying, like, like they said, it wasn't, they weren't accusing anyone of like racism or anything like that. But at that point, you're just putting a third black person on the jury is kind of perpetuating a pattern that they just simply don't want to see, and they have every right to not want to see that. So that's kind of, and in the moment it's so emotional. It's like, that's their perspective. They're going to say it. And it's like a very justified perspective. So, you know, even if people had issue with the way they said it, which I don't, but some people might, it's like, that's their perspective. It's very legitimate. So it's like, it does, it doesn't even necessarily have to do with, especially given the fact that at this point they hadn't seen season 41, where the the dynamic was changing for them. From in the moment, this is the first season since the diversity initiative. And the fact that, you know, I, I think if you go in, you'd be so stoked with the diversity you see. So then it's like, why are we not? Why is this still happening? I feel like is the, is the, what I, and, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's like there, there was no, from that, from their standpoint, it was like, the, the, really what I felt like it boiled down to, there was no accusations. It was just like, this is a pattern we don't want to see. And so we're just going to, play our idols and stop it like yeah it's a and, yeah. and that's and that's how they felt and that's like a legitimate perspective so obviously they're gonna say something so it's uh, the whole thing of like oh why do we have to bring race into this it's like it's a, it's a social game like that's part of social interaction so you can't just watch survivor in this day and age or you can't really watch anything and just expect race and and diversity to not play a factor
0: yeah um I definitely want to get back to your point of like them playing the idol and we can get to that when we, uh, just mm-hmm. continue the conversation. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up during this time, I think that Marianne very eloquently had stated, cause she mentioned the diversity initiative and, you know, even with, you know, the diversity initiative, we are still seeing things like this happen. And Marianne made such a great point, uh, about the diversity initiative that like, you know, the, and I just want to be clear that me being a part of the diversity initiative was not to be just black people. Like, you know, like I, we, I want to see more black people. For me, the diversity initiative was I want to see more people of color. I want to see more black people. I want to see more LGBTQ plus. I want to see more Muslim players. I want to see more transgender players. I want to see a spectrum. That's what I mean by diversity. Um, And so I was very like happy that Marianne had mentioned Omar he was the first uh, Muslim player to make the merge, if not Karishma or like Karishma, besides them, the only two. Um, and so I don't know Kendall if Karishma
3: was not- Muslim, though. I think it was I think Omar, I don't I'm not sure, but I think Omar is the first Muslim player to make the merge.
0: Yes, but again, and this is 2022 that we are here, and again, that's uh, that is a part of the diversity initiative, um, and it is to bring more awareness and perspectives. And I was having a conversation uh, with Wendell when we were driving to New York, where I was explaining to him that if it were Romeo and not Roxroy. In the jury. I would have the same reaction that I am having now, not just because Romeo is uh, a part of the LGBTQ+, but Romeo is a minority. And again, the same argument that they are talking about right now would still be true, that it's Chanel and Romeo, two minorities. H- Historically in Survivor, the people that get picked off first are minorities, women, and like LGBTQ+, of color. So I just I, I, I say this topic to say that, like, I am very passionate about this, not just because of, you know, it is Black people that are on there, it's minorities. And I think that I was just very happy to see Marianne express that during mm. this time, uh, because, again, I I I'm on the Twitters, I'm on the Reddits. Oh, it's a black thing. It's a this and that. Like, and again, a lot of them are missing the point. Uh, but I just wanted to just put that out there that that was the point of the diversity initiative to get more diversity, not just in one area, but in all areas where there are underrepresented people in this country for them to be able to have a voice, and especially on a show like Survivor. I do
3: have to chime in real quick, though. Like, and this almost speaks to the, the, the pro like the success of the diversity initiative that tribe that Roxway ran home from was all POC. So whoever like you had Roxroy, Mike, high Romeo and Omar were all minorities in a sense. So it, in a way, like whoever went home, it, it was going to be a, a person of color.
2: That's a good, that's a good point. Um, I think, I think Mike identifies as white. Yeah. But um, what I, when I was having that conversation with Bryce, and he said that he would have felt the same about Romeo sitting there, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had the same reaction seeing Romeo sit there than i would have than I would have in seeing a Chanel and a Royce sitting yeah. there and so I'd love to hear from like the listeners in the comments like how how they would feel because bryce i because Bryce is a gay black man. And I, I, Bryce, we were having this conversation and we weren't on the same page and I'm trying to figure out um, my, I'm just trying to reiterate that the, the trend in survivor
0: is again, not just black people going home early. It is women going home early. It is LGBTQ plus of color. It is minorities. It is again, the others of the society. And again, right now we have two black pe- people of color, black uh, Chanel and, uh, and rocks, and they are minorities. They are like, they, in the realm of society, they are others. And for me, it would have been Romeo. For me, it would, it, 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 it's just that for me, I would have, have had that same knee jerk reaction because <clears throat> for me, So, what
2: about the other people? I'm sorry to interrupt. What about like the other members of that tribe? Would it have been for any of them? So yes, but again, I uh, again I don't want to necessarily dive
0: into like my personal opinion on that because there is like race and the construct in this country is so 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 deep. And I, uh, you know my my personal thoughts on that, and I just I don't want to go there. But but I am saying like yes, I would have felt some type of way. However, I think the point of the met, and I'm just speaking from my position, and I understand that you guys don't see it, and I'm I. What I am trying to I, model I see here, what you're saying. I, yeah. No, right. But I what I'm trying to model here, and I don't know if anyone else is catching it, is that like if that were me, that would be my knee-jerk reaction. And listen to Wendell and Jack trying to understand my perspective on why I would feel so hot. And again, if anyone is questioning or like understanding the Jonathan aspect of it, it is very similar to what happened at tribal Marianne and Marianne and Drea saw two black people, like two, like, you know, like they tribe, they like, and they were, they had a reaction they're not accusing, I'm not accusing Wendell of being, oh, you homophobic, you don't get the seat, like, you know what I'm saying? It is, yeah. like, that is my experience, and that's how I would feel. I'm not putting that on anybody else, and I appreciate you guys allowing me to speak and understanding my perspective on it.
3: Absolutely, And I think even, like, of, of course, the social relevancy of it is hugely important, and, like, that's what we're here to talk about, but even from a survivor standpoint, I think if you, if you notice a trend or a pattern of people that are like you starting to go, that's going to lead to that. Like you said, knee jerk reaction, like obviously not like not comparable, but say, say I'm one of the 20 year olds in the game and everyone else is older. And the 20 year olds start getting picked off. I might be like, shoot, are we getting targeted for, and like that translates, especially on another level when it comes to things like race and sexuality, where it's, a much bigger factor um so like you said like you just they, they noticed that pattern and they also like i said for as far as they knew they were each other's targets so to not want to continue that pattern is completely like so reasonable i feel like um and
2: even if like hypothetically if the all men alliance worked mm-hmm. and you have and you and and the remaining women start seeing women voted out mm-hmm. and you have a woman sitting there saying I just watched y'all vote out every woman. So yeah, exactly. I'm going to do something to pr- protect myself. Now, in-, in this case, in that case, it would be, you know, the men have a men alliance. They're voting for women. In this case, we didn't see them say we're targeting Chanel because she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. We're targeting Roxbury because he's a black man. But in walking in that tribal, Dre Drea saw herself in those people sitting there and she didn't want to see herself as the third person sitting there. So, she uh she brought it up and there was a, a point when when she said uh I think Propes said so the Roxbury vote influenced this is going to influence this vote. And Drea said this was to start the the conversation. She said I was so proud because we had four black contestants on survivor and then to see black contestants get voted out. Boom, boom, boom. Right now you're, you're seeing it. And that Mm -hmm. that's, that's the effect that's happening. No matter what led to those people getting voted out there, that is what we're actually seeing happen. And she's the target next and the fallback target is the other black person. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. So uh, go ahead.
0: uh, No, I'm just saying. and, And again, like it, 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 it happens over and over and over again. And again, like Drea said, uh, what was the order in with uh, Aaron and Missy? It was Jamal mm-hmm. and then Aaron and Missy. Okay. Do you remember my order in Kaguyan? No. Myself, Jatia, oh, Cliff Robertson. Wow. Like it, 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 it. So it, it's just. Yeah. And again, like you guys were saying, if it were like the 23 year olds, if everyone was targeting that and someone Mm. spoke up against that, do you think there would be this outcry on the Twitches and the Instagrams uh, if they spoke up about that? Like, you know, it's 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 frustrating at times because I. It's as clear as day to me. Um, And again, it's unconscious bias. And, you know, no one's. That's a thing. And we all have it, you know, Mm -hmm. whoever it's towards like, you know, uh, we all have it. But again, it's being able to hear someone else's perspective, not get defensive, not get like, you know, and hear them out. And I, I think that that is really all, you know, Drea and Marianne were having a moment. Mm -hmm. you know like a real life moment because again we know the ramifications of things like this It for us it's not just survivor for us it's us getting killed in the street for us it's us getting locked up and you know charged with things at a much higher rate. like you know it's for us it's a pattern of our whole lives like you know it's not just a survivor that we could like you know like that's what we bring into the game so I can't leave that out of the game and I'm sorry if I don't have the luxury to come into this game and just let everything go and play the Game, so I I get it. I I completely get it. I get the other side of it, and again, that's where I am trying to work on my compassion and my empathy mm. for the people that don't get it. But so, is it that you don't get it, or that you don't want to get it? Because we'll get I don't there. Care. We'll, okay, we'll get okay, there when okay. we get to Jonathan's
2: statement. Um, there's a point when um after after drea says like I'm seeing black people voted out, boom, boom, boom. Probe says, do you think it was race-related? And that's when um, that's when Drea says it might be subconscious. She said, I'm playing my idol tonight so I can stay in the game. I'm not going to let that happen to another one of us. It's a reset for me, and this is a game changer. At that point, Jonathan starts whispering um, to Drea first. Uh, what did he say? He says, what do you want to do? Drea says, Tori. Um, And then he tells that to Marianne and to Lindsay. So the plan is Tori because, you know, Dre is going to play her idol. Um, Tori says, I support Dre using her idol if she wants to make a stand. Um, but I don't think using the idol is necessary. So, so like this whole time watching Tori, Tori's in, a weird space because the votes are about to fall on her mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to be a bad person and not receive these words the wrong way. So she's saying, I support I support her taking a stand, but I don't think you need to use the idol. Which I, 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 I get that uh I get that that stance. I get it. I understand It's a weird
3: position for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then we get um To to that, Drea says, that's because she's not in my shoes. I'm going to strategically play my game the way it should be played. And that's when we got that clip from Marianne where she says, I can't. I can't vote for Drea tonight. Mm -hmm. And I think in opening up that conversation, that race conversation from Drea, then it struck a chord in Marianne and you really see this very impassioned, very smart young lady saying and she started by saying it to her group and leaving Mary and leaving Drea out and -hmm. then she said you know what everyone can hear it I'm gonna say it to everyone I can't vote out Drea right now I saw these two black players um voted out and then I think we get this uh this interjection from Jonathan
4: I don't feel like this is right, because y'all are coming at this, well, like we're obviously racist. my name, no, no one ever said, said that. Yeah, but hold, up, hold like on, that. that's, that's, that's but what, hold on, that's obviously it was going to be me right? What Listen today, guys, it going there's to nothing, it, it doesn't mean that that's, any has anything to do with the game. No one ever said that. Yes, that y'all are. No, no, no y'all just, just that. said that. Don't make it seem like I'm being aggressive. You are being aggressive. What's going on this
2: Anybody want to start? Um, sure. I, again,
0: my mom always says, a hit dog hollers. And I'm going there because I just feel like, I understand race is a, a, can be an uncomfortable subject. I get it, you know, um, I utilize the purple pants podcast as a, a, a platform to have conversations about race, about sexual identity, about different things that are uncomfortable conversations. I get it. Um, but that reaction to that for me was like, well, nobody's talking to you. Nobody said that. Like you guys are out. Like no one said that. So that for me was just so surprising. And then it's just like, you know, Drea saying to you, like, first of all, Drea being clearly emotional, clearly, you know, Mm -hmm. half the time of the, the episode, she has a hoodie over her head and she's like in the fetal position. Like nothing about that is aggressive. Um, And we know the stereotypes that black women get in this country. Okay. That they're aggressive. They're loud. They're like, you know, and for her to say, please, please stop treating me like I'm being aggressive. You are like, sir. Yeah. It, it it just is like, Oh, like, and again, I, you could say wherever you are from wherever like you know you, you, you don't but like it's 2022 and for me it's like I'm tired of giving people passes like I I just like I'm tired I like and again this is just from my perspective it's like I don't treat anybody if and if if, if I'm wrong if I say something to offend somebody tell me let me know I want to know because I know what it's like to be disrespected. I know what it's like to not have a voice. I know what it's like to look at being seen as other. I know what mm-hmm. it's like for you to go to church and people tell you you going to hell. Like I know what that's like. So again, I, it, it 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 is for me the privilege in this scene for these two beautiful black queens to just share their perspectives on a national platform. No one they playing a the game for a million dollars. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And
2: for this person, never saying his name, never, never, never saying anything about Jonathan. Yeah. But go on. Never said, you know, for this person to then interject his emotion,
0: because now we have to hear from him. His emotion and telling them what they are doing. And when they try to explain to said person, they then shut them down. And say that they're being aggressive. It's just like, again, I I, want to, I want to, want to, want to, want to, want to try and give this person the benefit of the doubt. However, I can just only think about to my non-interaction with this person of me being a survivor player, showing this person love, sending my posse over there to send love, and you turn the comments off. And so for me, what does this lead me to believe? And I'm not saying that two things aren't the same, but I'm just saying I can put two and two together. And it's just like, ooh. And mm, for me, i sorry, I don't mean to just be going crazy, but like this, like for me, what's even more disgusting is the comments, the people. Thank you for standing up. Somebody had to say something. Like, it's just like,
2: uh, now that you say that, Bryce, let me tell you what's crazy. So we might have our own whatever with Jonathan on this podcast. For those of you listening for the first time, a matter of weeks ago, Bryce saw Jonathan carry a ladder and Bryce said he wants to be the ladder. OK, so a lot of our purple pants posse went to John. I gave him a follow right there on the podcast. A lot of our purple pants posse went to Jonathan's comment because he posted that ladder photo and they said Bryce is the ladder. You know, a bunch of people wrote it. It was a joke. We thought it was funny. And then when we check back in on those comments a few days later, the comments were turned off. OK, the only post that only po- that was he turned them off. Right. Yeah. Now, fast forward to what could have been his worst episode last night. And I looked at the comments on his page, what, maybe yesterday, y- yesterday, or when I, whenever I looked at the comments on this page after he posted something after this episode or whenever he posted it. And it's a collection of people supporting him mm. for saying for mm. silence in these two women. Mm. It's a million comments of people supporting that. And he didn't mm. turn those comments off. Mm. We yeah. showed love literally a month ago, a month and a half ago, and he turned the comments off. So I'm not, I just, I, I find it strange that now is the time you leave them on. But when some, uh, uh, a, a black dude and a gay black dude are showing you love on your and, and the whole purple pants posse showing you love, that's when you turn it off. I also, former survivors, not just, former, you know, like we're, we're not specifically a winner further. <laughs> I'd almost venture to say that had he you know just been been able to take a joke back then and laughed it off or even responded to us or something then maybe last night's episode or two nights ago's episode maybe we might be in here having a different conversation about him even despite him talking yeah. over them. We might say something, we might give him a little more grace, but right now And I'm going to try to give him some grace. I'm going to charge this to his head and not his heart. I'm going to say Jonathan is ignorant and -hmm. doesn't know and just wanted to say something and say that maybe he is a good guy in his heart, but I think he's not smart enough to understand that that's not how you respond to that kind of information. Rather, you might want to receive it, listen to it, try to empathize, try to put yourself in. Their shoes, and understand that people are from a different bubble than you.
3: Definitely, no, I didn't know about those two uh, comment interactions, but that's oh. that's exactly what you like. You hit the nail on the head, though. Like, to my, I feel like my role in these discussions is like kind of that of the ally, and so I feel like I'm talking to a lot some of the audience that might be from my bubble and trying to help you know become a better ally and. For you guys, like a lot, a lot of the, a lot of, you know, mending these, I guess you want like racial social fences is patience and empathy, but I could see like, it's hard for y'all to have that for someone who's on TV, not having that for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating to he's not having that time for y'all. And this is something I'm sure you guys have experienced throughout your life being black men. And then it's how are you going to give always be you can't always then give that back. You know what I mean? Like I like that's the frustration I feel like. And that's so valid. Um, But it's like, yeah, I feel like it's it's not his heart, but it's his head. But at some point, like what what can you really like? You can only have so much patience for that. Um.
0: And again, the two things are very separate. Like so let's just be clear. Like I like, you know, they're very separate telling, but very separate. And again, I am sitting on this podcast, you know, commentating on what I see and my reaction to it. I mm-hmm. am not condemning the man. I am just saying like repulsed at the behavior that I've seen tonight. And, you know, just handling this situation uh, for me is just, yeah, I, I like, But at times I like and I I, and I am with Wendell like, you know, I I want to show empathy and I want to lead by example um, because, again, I I do not know this man. I do not know what is in his heart. I do not know his background. Uh, I can only hope that after seeing this, that there is a, a spot in his heart and mind that can open a little bit. And I, I I realize that change does not happen overnight. I realize that, you know, sometimes change happens in personal and small interactions. And so, again, how we went into CBS, we did not call them out. We called them in. And so, I, clearly, we're not the people to call him in, but I, I can only hope that there is somebody in his world, his life, that's seen the episode or just something that he is able to, that, to listen and understand that no one was attacking you. And, you know, you, we saw your story, you know, I don't know what it implies with your relationship with your, your father, but you know, like people can empathize with that. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that have, you know, not great relationships with their parents. And it's like, you know, that same love and that same empathy that you want for that, that like people give to
2: you. It's like, you know, humble yourself. For, for, for for Jonathan to, like Bryce said, it's about not calling people out, but calling people in. When Jonathan, when you're listening to someone that's hurt, you want to listen, you want to listen to them and you want to understand what they're going through and you don't want to make it about yourself and in Jonathan's case, if we can, because I'd like this to be a moment for people because there are a lot of people that are commenting, supporting Jonathan right now. If those kind, if those people are listening or people that are confused on how to receive someone saying, this is what I see and this is what I feel. Instead of Jonathan making it a, you're, it sounds like you're calling me racist moment. That's very um, self centered. That's him taking mm-hmm. it and, and, and putting it on himself. Um, he said, I think, I don't think this is right. Y'all are coming at us like we're racist. It doesn't mean that it has anything to do with race. That's the game. Um, and to Drea, you're being aggressive. And there's so much in that. I was called aggressive by Parv on Winners at War. Um, I was not being aggressive to Parv. Um, calling a black woman aggressive. Like, not only did he say they're calling him something racist, blah, blah, blah. Oh, make it about you, big, strong man on a tribe full of all women. Make it about you. But also call a, a woman a minority the one that's on the chopping block, the one that y'all plotted to to kick out. You're now calling her aggressive after earlier in that episode calling Lindsay saying that she's getting worked up. Mm-hmm. We we're seeing we've been seeing a pattern of projection out of Jonathan and
3: yeah, perpetuating stereotypes is, yeah.
2: And that yeah, and I think I think for the people that are that that said, "Hey, that's how I feel." Like Whenever black people talk about race, then the, this person in Jonathan's shoes feels attacked. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I don't love talking about race. I don't want to talk about race. I'm exhausted from talking about race. And if, if it exhausts you from hearing about race, please imagine what decades and centuries of a certain culture has gone through for us to, to have to share this and have these uncomfortable conversations. I hate having these conversations. So if you hate hearing about them, then maybe something should change. Maybe you should start truly listening so that something Mm -hmm. bigger can change.
0: I go deeper. You
2: say you hate
0: y'all hate hearing about it. Try living it.
2: Imagine being on the other end.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like I again, I'm trying not to allow my emotions to get to myself. Also, I want to kudos Lindsay in this moment because I feel like Jonathan made this blanket statement. Y'all are making us feel like, and I was so happy to hear from Lindsay to say, actually, I feel quite the opposite. I can empathize with what y'all are going through and, you know, I am I'm paraphrasing, but like sorry if this has yeah. made y'all feel this way, but not the intent. That, like, you know what I'm like? Oh, thank you, Lindsay. Yes. That's but, an ally. And, thank it, you, and sorry to cut you off, Jack, and I'll wait. go as far to say, Tori. Miss Mama's was like, that ain't how I feel. But y'all come, and again, I'm paraphrasing. This is what I got yeah, from it. Yeah, I yeah. got from Tori. Like, that ain't how I feel, sis. But I'm playing the game and, you know, I'm at I the was bottom. For like, you Cause you were coming from me. Right. And so here's the thing though. Like, I, like although the moment like kind of a little weird, but like, I, 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 I get, I, I can get that. Not, not Tori being like, I'm not racist. And i like, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference and it, it, it's the tone. It's the body language. It's the, I, I again, like I, I appreciate, I can appreciate Tori's honesty in that moment from her position. And I truly wish that I could say the same for Jonathan that I could say, well, I appreciate, like, you know, like for me, it's just like, okay.
2: Not surprised. Why, why do you feel the need to scream that you're not racist? Like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a, like a, a, a vegan, if I'm a vegan and there's some like chicken wings on the counter and a couple are missing and Bryce, you walk in, I'm and like, I'm like I wasn't I wasn't at? eating no chicken wings or something. It's like like you yeah. know if you uh, feel that need to say that before, and we weren't even asking about we weren't even talking about those chicken wings or like we weren't even calling you racist. We were saying how we felt when we saw two people that looked like us sitting on the jury and yeah. to, to go even more deeper, like I feel like
0: the point that Jonathan is missing that I feel like a lot of America that is like what these comments are missing is that. Again, it's an awakening in themselves. Marianne was on the side to get Drea out. Drea was on the side to get Marianne out. Like they are having an epiphany right now. Like it is nothing to do with you. And I see the comments. Oh, but y'all was about to get that. They was about to get you out. You was about to get them out. Like, well, d- do you not understand what a, a trigger some reaction can do? When you listen to some podcast and they talk before they talk about sexual assault or before they talk about, you know, what do they say? Trigger Trigger warning. warning. There was no trigger warning for them. Again, most people don't. Well, why do you need to do that? Well, like, this is our lived experience. And that's what, like, for me, I just wish that other people could understand that in that moment, why it's such a, for me, a person of color. Seeing marianne and drea be so honest and vulnerable um and watching them having that own awakening and then to then and again i feel like this is the plight of a black person a person in this country you can't even have your own damn emotions okay then you got to be accused of you you gotta you gotta be accused of calling somebody racist and then we gotta stop having our moment and then we got to show you empathy we yeah. got to show that the way they coddle him no i love you i respect you i'm not saying that like uh, like if you knew how many hats us as black people have to wear in this country and if you don't know what i'm talking about go back and watch that scene when them black women are having an epiphany like questioning themselves you know in this game and then to be accused and then the you, you, yeah, you want to call this black woman aggressive, but how quickly does she put her own damn feelings aside to tell you that you're not racist, that I love you? But y'all ain't see that though. Y'all ain't see that. Mm, I'm
2: Jeff? Yeah.
3: Mm. I mean, I, I agree with everything. Yeah, I, I can't say it better than that. Like the, the maturity. And and patience they showed to to I mean just so, so like immediate like you said like I immediately put their feelings aside and made sure Jonathan was good which
2: is Make not sure he was it, okay it, it's Make not sure how it should be okay. like yeah but you okay buddy you're not racist I love you give me a hug like yeah um and so no, yeah I, that's sure. alright we we have another uh Marianne quote she said. Yes,
0: it is a game, but there are subconscious biases that I might have, have that you don't know because it's subconscious, and that no, that's... No, that's saying that I'm subconsciously racist. I'm that not saying Not
4: this, this one. not saying
0: how we feel. Just because I'm saying how I feel at this moment does not mean that you can make that your problem. This is my situation, my issue. I'm enjoying it the way I want to... Mm. Mm-hmm. But again, that to me is just... Just cause y'all aggressive, and yet we are still... With love, listen, like hear Marianne's voice. Like, you know, like I am pleading with you to, in my time of feeling, figuring out my own issues, that like to know that I would never
2: put that on you. I am like, yeah. And like, they're literally I, saying something that has the potential to tank their game.
3: Yeah. Like, 100%. Oh, and
2: also, oh, they brought Race in. Let's vote him out or whatever. However, however things are going to happen back at camp, I don't think it's going to be that way because of this cast. And who they are, but that could have been something that going back to a cast ten years ago could have tanked could tank their game. I don't know. One of them might get voted out next week.
3: Yeah, but and it's like Marianne and andrea a are just speaking their mind, but also this some of the statements Jonathan's disagreeing with. It's just like for Marianne to say that there's people have subconscious biases, like that's just a fact. Like you don't have to you don't have to extrapolate it and be like, oh, so I'm subconsciously racist. Like a maybe a little bit, but B like everyone has some conscious biases. Like you don't have to get so defensive about that. Like you could just acknowledge that. Uh, yeah. And and like you said earlier, I wanted to give a little love to Lindsay Bryce, Cause you like, wh- as I was watching the episode, I said to my aunts, I was like, on like good on Lindsay. Like she's sitting there, mouth closed, listening and taking everything in. And then she had like one line towards the end where she dropped a lot of good insight. And like, that's, how it should be. And it doesn't, yeah, it's like you sometimes, and like you guys said, like er, earlier, when you guys were talking about like the people being like, Oh, why do we have to keep hearing about hearing about this, hearing about this? I was thinking like the way I thought about it was like, you're hearing about it because you're not actually listening. And if you listen and you process, then it's not going to be an issue for you. And then you don't have to hear about it because people make adjustments. But if if it's, if it's something you're not taking in, you're going to keep hearing it. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like an. It's kind of like an echo chamber. Like it's going to keep bouncing around until it comes. It goes into your brain. So, yeah. Uh,
2: Thanks, Mike. Gonna, yeah. Um, we get a quote from Marianne when she says, "Coming into this game, my biggest fear was that I'd see some kind of injustice and sit without making it, making anything happen." I don't know the whole story about Chanel and Roxroy, but if I let the pattern continue, that will be an injustice for me. Now I have to incorporate this into the way I play my game. Even talking to Omer, there's never been a Muslim that made the merge, and that influences his game, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Some people don't have to play the game with this kind of burden. We all have a 1-in-18 shot because we all have this 1-in-18 shot, but because we all have burdens or privileges, that 1-in-18 shot might be bigger or smaller for some people and that sucks there's so much brilliance in what she said there so much Um, because people do come into the game with whatever it is that uh, that they carry into the game Omer is one of few Muslims to ever play the game Omer's playing a masterful game but still I'm sure he has considerations of how he'll be portrayed and how this this group of people will receive a Muslim praying on, on national TV primetime. And how this group of people will receive this person saying lies or doing something sneaky. In in Marianne's case, a black woman coming on, a young black woman coming on who is talkative and, and has lots of personality. People might receive her any kind of way. Um, there are yeah, I, these... There's there's so much added stuff that certain people have to come into the game with in my case. Go ahead, Bryce. I just wanted to say to like just to even be more specific about Marianne,
0: because she's not a young black woman, a young African woman. And like, let's not even break that down. Mm -hmm. You know, Marianne family not being like the things that how even Marianne has to identify within the Black community. But Mm -hmm. that's just a subject for a different day. But I'm just saying, like, the complexities of it, and yet here, like, you know, Marianne's in Canada. The the race issue in Canada is a little different, but here she is still showing up. Like, it's just... It's so much that people are missing because it's race. And it's like, you know, and they... It's just... (sighs) So much that they are missing, uh, but so much that I don't miss and that I see and am just grateful for people like Marianne uh, to speak her truth and to to step out that could potentially, like y'all said, tank her own game. Sorry to cut you off.
2: Yeah. I just, um, I just know that during ghost Island, there were things that I absolutely was never going to do out there. I wasn't going to talk politics. Wasn't gonna talk race, like I said. I don't like talking race. I love fighting for equality. I don't love talking about all the bad things that happen to black people. I, I'd love to be that guy that never talks, you know. But, but sadly, this is. I I feel a need to speak about it sometimes, and on go sign. Like I said, not talking race, not talking politics. And religion. I mean, I, I didn't talk. I don't think I talked religion out there. Um I I was, I don't know who I was telling this. I, I was laying next to uh, uh, someone when we were sleeping that was singing the YG song, my nigga, my nigga. I had to say something to him at that point on ghost Island. I had to say something to him. Um But, Again, I I had to be very, like, deliberate in my words and my delivery. And the fact that I just was able to say something quietly to him right then and there, like, hey, you you don't want to be singing. Like, that's not a good look. Li- don't do that. You, you shouldn't do that. But I'm not going to go in my, I can't make a stink about it in my confessionals as much as I wanted to, you know, say something and, and say how that affected me at that moment. Nah. I had to keep it really locked in. And these are these additional burdens because if I didn't say something and if that aired and then I look like the guy that just was standing idly when this guy was saying this, this, the most offensive word to black yeah. people, like, even though it's a song, no, you should not say that word. Um So there are these added burdens that people come in with. And there are added privileges that people come in with. Yep. And so it uh I I understand I that that speech of hers had me in tears. Like I understood everything she was saying. And I just wish that, and I understand it because I, I lived the experience. I just wish that people that didn't live the experience, um, and there are a lot of them, and a lot of our listeners are those kinds of allies people that didn't live that experience, I just wish that they can understand this different walk of life. Can I just fast forward real quick to like my point of when
0: then Marianne, then Drea says she's playing her idol. And Marianne says, I too have an idol and I'm going to play it to stop this. And I, I, I really think that that point has gone over people's head um and again i i said this point kind of sort of earlier uh but i tweeted playing both idols was a statement and you know so many comments under it oh of course they had to play it it would only be fair like you know all of these type of comments and it's just like Again, when I say that people of color in this country have to wear so many different hats. Drea and Marianne, we literally watched in these 30 minutes them be traumatized, triggered, accused, to comforting, to having to explain, no, 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 no. And then... Because and 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 kudos to I understand Mary, I understand Drea playing her idol because she was a target, but kudos to Marianne because clearly Marianne was like, we brought up race, so now I have to play my idol because if mm. I don't play my idol, America at home is going to say I weaponized race, and so this young lady has to now give up potentially a million dollars by playing this idol, because like now she is unsafe on a subject that like, uh, because how she was feeling, but she played that idol to basically be like, y'all can't say that we did like, you like, again, like, do you can can you try to articulate what I'm trying to say, Wendell? Because it's like, so not only like do you have to feel some type of way, but now she is playing her idol so that y'all with the Twitter fingers and on the Reddits don't have nothing to say, and you shouldn't have to play Survivor for the people at home for Reddit. That's not fair. That's not she, fair.
2: She called, fair. All, she called them on, she called them on TV. She predicted exactly what would happen. And it's still she, happening. And it still it's is still
0: happening. happening. And people are saying she had to, and I—I'll be honest. I'm gonna be honest because I don't lie here on this podcast. If I was in Marianne's shoes, I don't know if I would have played my idol. I don't know if I'm that 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 strong of a person in giving those moments. Like the, I, I, I don't know.
3: Yeah, because no, she like she she knew what people were gonna say, took the step to prevent that, and it still is happening. And like clearly, you know. I assume she would have been all right if she didn't play her idol, right? Tori probably would have gone home. So clearly, like you said, it's not at this point, her talking about race is hurting her game. So it's clearly she's making a stand. And like like you said, you, I mean
0: Do you think you should have to play Survivor for no. Twitter and Reddit while you out there in the middle of being traumatized? Like again, and that and it ten nine eight seven six five four three two one again, my frustration is that this young lady, these ladies specifically played the idol for that reason. And they are like, like, what more do you want? Like, I like, that's the part where for me, it's like, so frustrating. And again, I keep trying to like, like, keep hearing window like where I, maybe i'm in my own bubble and like you know people that don't get it but it's like you know to the survivor players out there like they're they're playing an unnecessary idol so that you can't say that this unprovoked triggering because who can identify when you're going to be triggered I, like i i didn't know that like that is something that because if you have that. Could you let me know? Cause I would love that because I would just keep my happy gay behind home. So I don't get triggered when I like, you know what I mean? Like to not know that you will be triggered and then to have to, it, it's just like, for me, it's just so disheartening that they, they even had to play it like that. And again, kudos to them. Like my hat's off. And
2: yeah. 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 So they they both played their idols to to say we're making it another night not because of race but because we did something in the game we earned these in the game and we're using these and we will see you tomorrow jeff and uh uh whatever bubble it was t- decided to you know go go off on them and on survivor the the i'm not watching survivor crew came back and said the come on in, guys, crew came in and said, ah, oh, they're using race. They're pulling the race card, this, that, and the third. No, we used what we earned to earn us another night. But we brought up the fact that we're making an observation that two people that look like us are sitting over there. And the, the other two targeted people are, are the two of us. So we're going to save ourselves. But we're going to call you guys out on the fact that you're going to say that we pulled the race card to 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 to. Earn another day, so they use their and idols. Yet, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, and yet that's where y'all
0: send y'all energy at. It, but yet, Jonathan's comments are filled with "Thank you for speaking up." Yeah. So glad you did it. Like,
2: I, like yeah. it's just like so. Oh my God, and and we have uh and we have um some questions from Twitter that we do want to get into, but we need to talk about how the rest of tribal goes as mm-hmm. far as. They prematurely play their idols. So now they're sitting there knowing that they can't go home. Jonathan has the immunity necklace. Um, there's, so then there's Lindsay and there's Tori. So it has to be one of them. And Prop says, you know, we don't even have to go up to the booth right now. We can have this discussion right here. And what do you guys think about that? Um, I just want to say
0: my reaction for Tori, I feel like has changed from the beginning. I feel like, I don't know, something about Tori that I just, I like and I respect. And I ain't even mad that, because again, if I try to put myself in other people's shoes. If I were Tori, I'd probably be like, just send my ass home. Like, you know, like send my ass home. And like, sure. I just, for Tori to be like, Bish! She turned. Pulled she that, talked put, to put, them. Yeah. Put, that, put that, give me that shot in the dark. <laughs> like, you know, like, I like I ain't even mad, sis. And um, I definitely from the first edit of Tori, I was just like, oh, girl, you know, her going back and for, forth, Roxroy. But then really seeing her evolution, winning these immunity challenges, you know, seeing her work with Marianne, seeing her work with other people, like, I like... Uh, I like I I
2: dare I say I'm a Tory fan. <laughs> I think we had that same sentiment maybe last week. Right. I think we started like coming around because she her edit started a little silly or whatever. And I think yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan. Like and at the end of this, even when, you know, it's down to her who Everyone wants to vote out. Yep. And Lindsay, she turns and she's like, all right, why are you voting for me? Why are you voting for me? All right. Not true, but all right. And so like, she's <laughs> yeah. still,
3: she's she's still for it. trying to
2: work them right. angles.
3: Jonathan and- was like, because I'm closer with her than with you. And she's like, okay. It's right. interesting. Like, <laughs> and- are you sure? <laughs>
0: There's like, something that I appreciate about Tori is that like because Jeff they didn't even vote because Jeff is like we just had this serious conversation it's a little uncomfortable what y'all want to do and I don't know if anyone has ever been at that like that uncomfortable family Thanksgiving or Christmas yeah. where that sibling the uncle something and then it's just like okay what are we going to do and then it's that one family member that's like could you pass me that macaron? Like, you know what I mean? Like that was Tori getting back into the gameplay. Yeah. And I like I appreciated it in a way of like not just like I like I again, there's something about I feel like the intention. When like if someone has a good intention or somebody like I I feel like you can feel it. And so I just um I I I was not mad at Sister Girl Tori.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we rock with Tori. Um she plays her shot in the dark. It's and I'm like, dark. if there, if there's ever a time for a shot in the dark yeah. to work, I
3: thought, man, I thought. It, but here's the thing: I was a little confused about the logistics of the shot in the dark, and I don't know if we really have the answer to this because the whole time, right now, since the merge, they said there's two two safes and in, in ten there's twelve scrolls, two are safe, ten aren't safe. If I'm lit, I have to imagine. That for these this this little tribe breakup, the smaller ones, it, they must have gone back to the one in, the one safe five not safe. Because if I'm Lindsay, I'm, I would also just play my shot in the dark. Because if Tory gets safe, why, there's one more safe in there. I, I might as well use that try to get that too, which would have been crazy. Because then everyone would have been safe. But honestly, even outside of that, if I'm Lindsay, I now in the moment it's very hard to know this, but if I'm Lindsay, I'm just gonna be like, well, I'm gonna play my shot in the dark before Tory, because then. You know, I could get this. I I take away a chance of her getting that safe. Like,
2: uh, you know what I'm that's saying? Smart. Well, well, yeah. That's that's really smart. But f- for that first example with, um, you wouldn't know it. Like, so how would it work? Would they they go up, pull it, come down, give it to Jeff? Jeff would open it, and then the other one would go up and pull it, or do? I think they both, up?
3: they both go. They all go up, both yeah. pull it, and then they both play it. Right. And that's assuming that. You know, there's the two and 12 chance, yeah. which is one and six. But I'm, I'll, they didn't say it in the episode, but I'm guessing they went back to the one in six. Cause, cause obviously, if it was, if, if they somehow got the two and 12, which would have been like a 0.3% chance that that happens, they'd both be safe and then everyone would be safe. So then that really can't happen. I guess Sari would go home or something. I don't know. That's but, <laughs> um, because in game changers, everyone yeah. else oh, got safety, right. and right. she right. automatically went home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the it worked out like, but no problems. But I was sitting there being like, well, you know, Lindsay could play her shot in the dark too, and then it, it could could have gotten messy. But I did think if there, like you said, if there's every time that the, the shot in the dark was going to
0: work, I thought it might have been right there because they kind of right. built it up. I yeah. yeah, and then Lindsay went home, Tori. Um, and then Tori. Sorry, not Lindsay, Tori. Uh, I just wanted to, like, bring up another, uh, so, just the previews for the next episode. I just was, for me, I got a chuckle, because I felt like Mike was miking Like, the snippet that it got, it seemed as if, like, uh, he was, like, you know, upset and high for making him switch his vote, which I thought was, like, why I love Mike, because, like, but Mike, you voted for Rocks, like, so, like, but. I don't know what, what happened, but again, I just love the fact yeah. that like Mike Re- stayed down.
3: Real quick, just back to the back to the tribal. I, I do think we've given Lindsay a lot of credit this episode, but the fact that she was one of two options and nobody even put her name out there wow. is really impressive. Like and she has not been getting a lot of airtime, but clearly her finger's kinda on the pulse of the game.
2: Now with with um Drea having an extra vote, with Marianne having an extra vote Oh, uh, about that. Were there any other op like could could things have shaken up differently? Could someone have said something to someone at that moment that would have swayed things to Lindsay? Could mm. is there a way? I just don't like Drea dislikes Tori enough at this p-
3: right. moment where she's happy to get her. Yeah. Jonathan would prefer to get Tori. Marianne obviously has kind of been working with Lindsay. Like I this particular yeah. with with Tori just kind of being so disposable to them like I think they were just happy to go with that but it would be interesting say say it's not a Tory and it's someone else and, and Marianne and Drake be like alright now maybe we use our extra vote and get you know Jonathan's ally Lindsay out and break up that that Taku for granted Marianne's a, kind of a part of the Taku for but if the if the numbers and the dynamic was a little bit different there could have been opportunity for a big move now off the tail of that intense tribal it would be a little it would be a little crazy if somehow someone just then dropped a big a big like Drea pulls out her whole bag. She's like, "Game's reset. I'm playing all my advantages." Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was definitely. Not, I mean, and, Tori. Yeah.
2: And also going forward, uh, now with Drea with the knowledge of power. Hmm. It's like uh, She know. I mean, Marian doesn't. Mike, yeah, Marianne doesn't that. have it, but Mike has it. So we. I think we might yeah, be able to point predict do where just- that.
3: At what point even, you just you just because because like, I don't know because if you don't play say next tribal you don't play it some reason he plays it now you don't know where any idols are
0: so but at right point you but just but go also, grab it. Don't forget that the knowledge is power. Uh, Drea could target high, the
2: get amulet. the votes
0: towards him, and then use knowledge as power and take Lindsay's amulet. He goes home. That's still an idol for her. He lost me. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, High, Drea, and Lindsay have the amulet. Yes. If the power gets stronger, when boom, 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 Drea she could t- essentially do steal with one buddies. of those. She could target High, get mm. the votes for him before they go to votes, do the knowledge is power, take Lindsay's amulet, High go home. That's uh, idle for her.
3: Wow. That would be a big move. Although, I mean, yeah, that, that, that definitely could work. Up, yeah. Right. Yes, you, have to play, I think you have to play the knowledge is power before you vote. So obviously, if she stole like, Lindsay's, then, or well, even if they somehow vote out high or Lindsay, then the next one she and can steal the other one, person's right. amulet, yeah. and then she. But I would but like that's, to steal all. I would,
0: yeah. I want to. Oh, oh. what you what you say, Jerry? Not Bryce with the strategy. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that
2: one. <laughs> oh my god! And <laughs> all of this doesn't. Um, and I just I wrote some takeaways before we get to the questions. I wrote some takeaways like, what happened if. High stayed on that little triangle in the ocean for an extra thirty seconds. Yeah, and yeah. Jonathan. I mean, what if Jonathan goes out first? Then all of a sudden, Jonathan's group goes to tribal first. Mm. They don't. The, uh, Drea and everyone doesn't see Roxroy. You know, mm. this would have been all different.
3: For real, yeah, it's a big. Yeah, I,
0: I
2: tell me if this is too deep, but I also feel
0: like. What if George Floyd that day mm. paid with quarters instead of a twenty dollar bill? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is like the like this is how I don't yeah. know. I just feel like the way things happen are I don't know about yeah, what yeah. means, but I just
2: so another question of mine that I have for you guys is what's Jonathan's timeline in this game now going forward? What do you guys think? Um, what do you think? Like, how how much more game does he have in him? what do you think the fallout I, might be? I kind of hate to say it, but socially
3: as far as that, his ignorance in that conversation went, I feel like he's okay because they had the patience. Like I, it, 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 I don't think it should be that way, but I feel like, you know, especially cause they know him out on the Island at this point, they like him, you know, that yeah. obviously th- not thrilled about the comments he made, but they're still like for them. I feel like in their position, are like, okay, Jonathan means well, like we like Jonathan. But where he probably will go wrong is the fact like example A, his conversation with Lindsay, where he's not he's he's struggling to listen to other people's ideas. And then part B is the fact that he's just a huge target regardless. So I don't think I, he's I don't think he's going on super
0: deep. I feel like he'll be his own worst enemy because I feel like I feel like he has the potential to go back to camp upset. Mhm. Like, I like you know. Like, I feel like from what I have seen tonight, like I, he'll be
3: shook when he, in reality, like he's the last person who really needs to be shook.
0: Right. Like, I feel like he will go upset. I, I, I just feel like from the display that I got today, it would, it would not be over the moon yeah. for me to him to think to go back and try to try to rally the guys up over this, like.
2: This they, they use like, the race card, they call me like, racist.
0: You know, like, and then I, I, I think that I, I think he will be his own demise. And I think that, mm-hmm. uh, you better shape up, but up, because up, up, you need a win, you better run. Like, he, like, his only okay, his only horse in the game is to
2: win immunities. Mm-hmm. He's still, I mean. What allies does he have? Mike is his guy. He's cool with Omar. Omar, I mean, the talk,
3: the Taku Four is 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 a formidable. I mean, there's eight people in the game, and as far as we know, the Taku Four is a pretty strong alliance. Omar, Jonathan, Lindsay, Marianne. Although we've seen some, I guess, uh, pre-curt, like Marianne has mentioned, she's kind of getting tired of Jonathan's the way he talks to her. Lindsay obviously hasn't said it, but you know, after this travel, if I'm Lindsay, I'm going to be like. Jonathan, like in my head, I'm going to be like, Jonathan, I I had my I knew exactly what was going on strategically and you would not even hear me out. Like, that's not someone you could really work with, especially when it's a Jonathan who is such a
0: challenge beast that, you know, like. So then I then begs the question. Of is Jonathan the goal?
3: I mean. It sort of, yeah. Like, like
0: I mean, like then begs the question, like, wow. well, then like yeah. I like, do I just bring him along with me? Like, do I just work with him? Because who's giving this man vote oh, at the end?
3: Some people I mean, it's it's easy from our seat just watching him on TV I, and seeing I, the, the the specific things he says to be like, you know, obviously he's pretty ignorant, his strategy's bad, but like it does seem like in the context of the island, he is very well liked in general. So there could be people that if he goes on an immunity run. You know, you see like a Roxroy be like, "Wow, that man can really compete." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but it's Roxroy, though. Like, so like Rox... like I like I Roy's
3: just, vote is a vote. You know, I mean, like, I
0: mean it is. But after Roxroy's sitting through that tribal, like true, I, I, true. I, 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 it I does don't not know. help.
3: His, you know, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Especially you get to final tribal council. You know, I, I'd love to sit next to a Jonathan. He, he'd just be like, so would Bryce. Yeah.
0: Not anymore.
3: No. Oops. Yeah. If 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 you're next to Jonathan of to Travel, like how is he going to articulate his game? Like he doesn't even know what's going on. So
2: right. True. I figured out the triangle puzzle first. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question for you guys. What's up? Where do Drea and Marianne go from here? As far as their relationship with each other, do they go back and start working together, or do they just say, go back and say, "All right, we"? Our shared experience brought us both trauma in tribal council last night, but we got a game to play and Mm -hmm. I don't need to work with you.
3: I think it's a little bit of both. There's definitely that mutual bond and connection where I doubt they're going to really actively target each other. But at the same time, like we've seen them both vote out Chanel. Like now, obviously that the the script is flipped a little bit here, but I I do think they – Will have that that respect for each other, but also the respect for the game. Where if it, uh, a move needs to be made, then a, a move needs to be made.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think I've seen enough of Drea's game style that I feel like, like show like I don't I don't feel like this will bond though. I feel like Drea is still playing mm-hmm. the Drea game. Um, and again, I'm not mad at it. Like we we've seen her practically vote out Roxbury the first day. Like you know what I mean. Like like I feel like. I feel like Drea is playing a Sandra Twine game, which is I go where the votes go. Mm. And mm, I mean, I I'm just saying the vote-wise, because Torian, like she she was I feel There's like Dre has
3: taken a good amount of agency in a lot of these votes. Though I mean,
0: I mean, yeah, but I mean, she was ready to get rid of Romeo. She's ready to get rid of like you know what I Oh, mean? like like, she had, like as in
3: she, anybody but her. Like she will anybody. She will like that's it. what I mean.
0: Yeah. Like I yes. go where the votes go. Anybody but me to get me to the mm-hmm. next day. So mm-hmm. I just I I and I might I'm not mad at that. Uh yeah. I I had a question, but I think it would cause too much of a dialogue, so I will save it for another time. Are you sure? I mean, I just, again, because I don't want this episode to be too, too, too long, but I also want to say what I want to say. And I feel like what I find interesting and in just taking a step back and listening to these conversations that we're having um So, and again, I just, for me, because I live in the comments, I live in the, like, I like to see what these people are saying. And so I think about this episode and I see the comments. Oh my God, raise oh this, right? But yeah. then also, like last season, we didn't necessarily have this type of, like, breakdown, Um, but we did have a Black Alliance and it was, oh my God, a Black Alliance. But I, it's interesting to see with 41, we had a black alliance, and we did not see things kind of sort of fall out, like how they fell out, but then, of course, it was like, oh, you're making an alliance by race, and then it's like, you know, yet again, we don't have a black alliance, and yet here we are again having a race conversation, so I just, I don't know, I just I think there is something to be said there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. With all the repeat twists and everything from 41 and 42, it is interesting because Jeff's always like, oh, we want to see how things change. It's interesting how racially speaking, the dynamic is a little bit of the opposite, but the conversations somehow still the same.
0: Still the same. same. I was also telling Wendell this. I don't know how y'all feel. and Let me know in the comments. I am obsessed with these two seasons like them kind of doing the same thing, maybe tweaking the little things. I love to see like the variables of it. I think for me as a play, a watcher, a fan, I think it's so interesting because it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, I would think that you would like it too, Jack, because you're a numbers guy, but like, I, I I really do like them kind of doing a similar season, but changing their, var- a little bit of variables that didn't work because I think like.
3: You could just take like, a compl- different timeline. Right. Of like how they,
0: we have such a completely different season. Yeah. No, I
3: I feel, I think, I guess my, maybe my issue with it is just that some of the twists suck. <laughs> so then I'm <laughs> redoing it. But it's just like, why? But, but I do agree, like seeing how d- different players in completely different seasons interact with the same thing so differently. And then obviously Applebee's the huge addition. Oh. Wow.
0: <laughs> shout, shout, um, shout. No, yeah, it's
3: pretty cool.
2: But yeah, for the last. Fifteen minutes, I think you took the to Twitter one DZ. Yeah, so I just I just thought that, you know, especially in this game, uh, we we wanted to take some questions from the listeners. Uh we want to just engage a little bit more with everybody. So let's see what some folks asked
3: us. Let's do it. Right, so you could low key break this into two episodes, honestly.
2: True. Potentially. Double the views, but all right, Jack, what did Jesse Bruce Clay dad underscore on underscore arrival ask us.
3: Yeah, so Jesse Bruce Clay asked, I would love to hear you both, th- or I guess she made a statement, but uh, I would love to hear you both discuss ways of being a good ally. I like to consider myself an ally, but I would love to learn more about how to improve and to be a better
0: ally. Um, I think we all should give one thing. Uh, Wendy Z. Oh, you don't want to go first? I mean, I can, but I just wanted to spice it up. Um, I, I mean, I could go, but I, I stay go ready. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think one piece of advice for um, being someone's ally or being an ally to anyone is empathy. You know, like like actively showing empathy and ways to show empathy are like active listening. Listen. Like, you know, take yourself out of it, whether you agree with it, whether you don't agree with it, whether you strongly disagree with it, like pretend as though, pretend as though you do in that moment and think of the possible ways in which that that person could be dealing with things, I think, is one way for you to demonstrate how to be an ally.
2: That's a good one. I'm, I'm with you on that, Bryce. One way I say is that is, is speaking up for people when they're not in the room or when these rooms are just non-minority rooms or spaces. Um, not just speaking up for someone when you're around your black friend or something mm. like that, but speaking on, you know, making sure that the, if people say something, you check them on something or if, uh, if there's an opportunity, you mention your person or something like that. Like I I think, I think that goes a long way.
3: Yeah. I was going to say something similar, but a a kind of a different, for me, a different thing I'm going to get a little academic with it here, but I wrote a paper last quarter for my history class um, about sort of, when is it okay to like disobey the government? And basically Mm -hmm. it was these philosophers. One of the, I think it was like Thoreau, but it might not have been Thoreau, but. Anyways, uh it was sort of like if you the major like the the government doesn't always work because the majority isn't always right. And so mm. if you see the majority doing something that you personally don't agree with, it's it's not your responsibility necessarily to fix it, but it is your responsibility not to participate in it. Mm. And so I think it's very easy in a lot of different bubbles, I guess, where you're around things that you might not necessarily condone, but because that's the that's the group sort of attitude there. It's very easy to just go along with that, and for me, it's like it's you're asking people a lot to be like, oh, you need to you need to right all these wrongs because that's it's not easy for one person to do that. So just individually being like, you know what, I don't agree with this. I'm going to separate myself from that. That's that's a great starting place for me. I feel like
2: i I want to piggyback like I like that, Jack, because you're you are asking a lot if you ask someone to say, uh, all right you you disagree with this group thing so go go jump in front of them or something yeah. like that the first step might just be to take yourself out of that exactly
3: it's an easy first step but also to like what you were saying Wendell for me you know I'm in a I'm a college guy like sometimes you hear stuff that's not always the most well like you hear off-color jokes or things like that and for me you don't want to no one ever wants to be like that hey that's not cool but to like casually dismiss things like that I'd be like like whatever um sphere you're in for me a lot of times it'll be like yo chill out like that's not like what what is that like and it's very casual it's not gonna it's not a big deal but it kind of puts in people's minds like you know this this or that's not funny this or that's not good to say and it's it's very casual but yeah i appreciate i mean yeah either just small things like that that's how you get
0: the ball rolling for me in my opinion And before we go to the next question, I think uh, another one that I think, Wendell, you demonstrated amazingly when we had Evie on was, you know, one, create a safe space and Mm -hmm. like, you know, have that safe space and with your, like the person that you are being an ally with and it's okay to ask questions, like, you know, create that safe space and ask those questions, you know, get permission to ask, but ask the questions that you don't know. And if you, like, there are plenty of times and Window and I's friendship, where he asked me questions that, like you know, normally it would be uncomfortable. I would feel some type of way, but I, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I, I accept the role in that moment to educate him. So I think that a part of being a good ally is asking questions and admitting when you don't know.
2: Um, if, if it comes from a good, pl- like if it comes from a pure place where you are seeking to learn, yeah, I, I think I think that's a great. I think ask like don't be afraid to ask questions. I remember during the, the George, George Floyd back, black lives matter movement, like some of my friends, like Kellen from ghost Island, she'd hit me up to ask me questions. And sometimes it does get, um, having to educate everyone all the time. Sometimes it's a lot, but I appreciate those questions. And I will have those conversations with people that ask me those questions. Because it's, it's coming from a good place. So, Bryce, I agree with you. Right.
3: Shall I read the next one? Yeah, B. All
2: right, we got a question from
3: Matthew Simmons at Matty Samo. Uh, a lot of people still won't get the conversation we saw tonight. People will be quick to ignore and discount what Drea and Marianne said about this issue and dismiss it as the race card. So for, this, for, for these people who don't get it, how can we help
0: to bring them in? Well, one, I say direct them to this podcast and uh, hear us out. Uh, I, my take on this is a little jaded because at times I feel like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, again, for me, I feel like change. Doesn't happen overnight. And I feel like sometimes the most meaningful changes happen in those interpersonal connections uh, that like with people that, you know, it's the small changes uh that make the ripple effects. And so it's like, you know, you again, for me, it's being my authentic self everywhere I go. Um, And, you know, some people are they don't take to me. Uh, and then over time, they like, Oh, Bryce, you a funny guy. Like, you know, and it's that, that it, it's me showing up as my authentic self. Um, and being true to who I am always is what I feel like, um, can help because it's, it's the interactions. And again, a, a lot of the times I feel like these, these, these Twitter fingers and these, all these things, it's like, but would you have that same energy if we were in a room having a conversation? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And again, that's for me, that's what I feel like.
2: Uh, can help bring them to understand. Yeah. Um, for people dismissing this and saying, oh, you're using the race card to me. They're, they're telling you how they feel like they're, they're, they're not using, they're not bringing their race up to try to change their position in the, in the game. They're saying, wow, I see that and I'm going to do something to change it by using my idol or mm-hmm. I'm going to call it out because I see th- this is how that has affected me. And Marianne even said like Chanel and Rox, like they could be there for whatever reasons, not Chanel wasn't a race based thing or Rox wasn't. And it could have been a subconscious bias. Yeah. But this in, in this skin of mine, this is how I'm reacting to that. and. I'm remedying it by playing my idol. So nah, y'all can't touch me tonight. So yeah. when people say like, oh, they pull the race car. No, they're just explaining how they feel. They, they
3: hurt their game in a way too with that. So it's like clearly.
2: Right. Um, so the question is for people who don't get it, how can we help bring them in? <sighs> there, so the people that haven't understood injustice in this country, especially in light of the, the 2020 during the pandemic, it's to me, it seems like a willful blindness. It's like, if if you don't understand what's going on, my goodness, are you not listening? Do you not want to hear something? Or is your bubble, your echo chamber, just telling you one thing mm-hmm. and pointing at all people that don't look like you and calling them whatever and saying that, every city is burning down and you can't enter cities and you know, all these things. Um, So what I try to do with people that are different than me is just engage and talk to them and show them who I am and show them the real me and all of that. But man,
3: how do you, could I add to sort of what you're saying? The way way I'm thinking about this is like, for the people that don't get it and you sort of touched on it is like, I feel like you can kind of divide it into that, that group of, there's a willful, there's a willfully ignorant group where honestly it's, it's, it sucks to say, but that your effort is probably not best, uh, directed towards them. But within that, I guess, ignorant group, a lot of it is about kind of trying to understand someone's intent, you know, like there might be people where their bubble and their echo chamber, that's just what they're kind of programmed to learn. But they want to, there's people that do want to get better. And for them, that's the people you want to be talking to. And I will, there's, there's like a, I don't know why I'm getting so historical right now, but there's like an Abe Lincoln quote that I really like that, that kind of touches on empathy. I don't, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like, um, you know, you can't judge another person too harshly because if you were in their shoes from this, and you were in the situation that they were in and, and, you know live the life that they lived you would probably be making the same decisions. Mm. And so obviously sometimes there's people and he that, that quote was he was telling people that was about like the confederacy which was obviously very intense and obviously of course he had a lot of disdain for the south but he's like you know they're like that because of the circumstances that they were brought up in and some people will willfully ignorantly accept that but other people you might be able to to induce some change through conversations like this or like Bryce said those individual connections or you know a lot of people might not have met you know a, a gay black man like Bryce and then as soon as they meet him like you said at first there might be a little bit of what, what's this and then they realize you know they got a lot of love for you and that, that can be a way to slowly change you know the the general perception of people so just stuff like that
0: or even our dialogue here I feel like yeah. having you being a, a white cisgender heterosexual college student like you know i feel like sometimes people tune into this to hear your perspective with us and i feel like again that's you showing up as jack with the buffs on your sleeves but that's is that's you showing up as you and i think that again when i say this podcast is meant to model Uh, you know, the ups and the downs, and I, which is why I am just grateful for this, uh, this platform and this podcast because I, I do think, I don't think I do know, uh, in the podcast realm, uh, there is no other perspective like this one here, and that ain't no shade and that ain't no shot to nobody, you know. It is, it is just a thing. Uh, but you know, I didn't never mind because I around. but like I'm just saying, like, there is no perspective like that. And um, I'm just grateful for the people that listen to us. Uh so thank you. Jack, what's uh what's the next one? oh you might have to Okay oh.
3: <coughs> This is from Surviving Peace Sign at drop the four uh I'll start with the top one. As people striving to be allies, should Jeff, Lindsay, Tory have tried to shut down Jonathan when he said Dre was being aggressive or jumped in sooner to give their support to Dre and Marianne? Or was it better for them to listen first and allow Dre and Marianne to speak? Following this, Jeff could have been harder on Jonathan while he was being problematic. Should Jeff have been more vocal about denouncing Jonathan's behavior or was he he being a better ally by not speaking and allowing Dre and Marianne to speak their truth and stand up for themselves? It's an interesting question
0: yeah I uh very interesting and I think it's crazy Wendell you and I were having this conversation on our talkative ride up to New York where I was telling you a a moment where I was being tried and you know you asked me like well what did you do and I was like "Actually, you know what it actually took me a moment to figure out what was even happening so I I think that you know Of course, allowing Drea and Marianne to speak their piece um, is what should have been done. And I think that Lindsay demonstrated very clearly when that blanket statement was put over all of Lindsay and, and Tori, like you're making us feel like, you know, and what I respect the most about Lindsay was, and especially when you're dealing with somebody like Jonathan, she didn't try to interject. She didn't try to go toe for toe. She let him say whatever it is that he said and she waited for the circle to come around to her
3: mm-hmm.
0: and set her peace and, and dispelled what he said. Um, as for Jeff, I don't know how I feel about that. Only because I feel like he I think I. I, I feel like Jeff's role in this moment. And I'm not talking about Jeff on social media afterwards. I feel yep. like in this moment, Jeff was the moderator. He has yep. to be somewhat impartial because, like, although this is a real life moment in, happening, and I think that he did somewhat of a good job, like, you know, acknowledging that, but also keeping it in the game. And I feel like he did acknowledge, he did call out Jonathan. And also, again, we we sit here and talk about. Feelings and this and that and whether clearly y'all know how I feel about Jonathan's feelings. Uh, but those are his feelings. And so who is, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I get where I, I think that my opinion is I think that could it have been better. Yes. But do I think that Jeff did an okay job navigating yeah. that situation? I, I'm mad at it.
2: I think regarding Jeff. You're right. He's the moderator. It's his job to make sure that no one is physically injured out there. I mm. think it's his job to let um, people let say them they're talk they're... and let let Jonathan sink his own ship right now um, and let Drea and Marianne respond naturally and let the other contestants respond naturally. And I also think it is uh, the ally's job to be an ally. How, however, it is that they're an ally. You have the people that are going to jump in front of the, the bus. You have the people that are going to be on the front lines. You have the people that are going to, you know, donate. You got the people that are going to make calls. You got the people in this case. Um, I think that both Lindsay and Tori were allies in their own way. Um, Lindsay was vocal, very supportive right then and there. I think, I think she did a, a great job. And so. And that i think and the parallel that i can draw is like i tell people to be passionate about what it is that they're passionate about fight your fight if you have something in you 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 fight that fight with me i do like fighting for social justice and i get people hit me hitting me up saying oh fight for this or fight for that or don't what about this or what about that and there are things that i'm just passionate about and so in the in Maybe that's not a great parallel, but I just think that, like, however you you can show your allyship, however it is comfortable and natural for you, um, then I think that's a good way to do it.
0: Yeah. And so I we I love this. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely love this question and answer type of response. So we will definitely have to continue this more on the Purple Pants podcast. Uh, truly from the bottom of my heart, Jack, thank you for showing up, giving your unfiltered opinion. I appreciate you, Wendy I appreciate it was a long ride home. Mhm. But I appreciate you for always showing up. I appreciate this Survivor News thing that we have. I think that is special. Um until next time, uh, y'all know what to do. Hit us yes, in sir. the comments and we'll be back. All right, and this is the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News. See y'all. Peace, and that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News. Truly from the bottom of my heart, I thank each and every one of you that are listening to this point that got to this point of the podcast. I know this was not an easy podcast, uh, but, you know, we spoke our opinion we kept it respectful and you know this this is the purple pants podcast we're going to tell it like it is i truly appreciate you guys so much if you have not already please ensure that you are subscribed to the purple pants podcast we are available on apple podcast google play wherever podcasts are just hit the subscribe button make sure if you have not already Subscribe to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel. Watch this video. Give it a thumbs up. Give me some comments in the YouTube. We appreciate it. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to check your unconscious bias. Because it's a, it's a.